Get ready for two hours of hard-hitting football talk. Straight from their jocks about the jocks. It's Football on the Know with Jim and Joe. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Football on the Know. I am Jim McPhee, and alongside me is Mr. Joe DeCapita. What's going on, Otos? Welcome back for another edition of Football on the Know show. Oh, Locked yeah. and loaded, ready to go. We're ready to go talk some football. Let's go. Absolutely. Another crazy week, Joe. I mean, and we've talked about this last week. I mean, it, it comes down to uh, we think it's crazy, the things that are happening right now with the NFL, you know, upsets. Back and forth, the, the leading division leaders going down all of a sudden the next week to a team that doesn't look like they have anything <laughs> to play for. But it could be just leveled down to just parity like we talked about. You know, Everybody was asking for parity for the NFL, and now we have it, and people are like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, and, and then you just see like there's a couple of divisions, especially in the AFC uh, North and West, where all the teams are basically a game apart to win the division. It's the, one of the craziest divisional races that we're going to see in our time right now. So um, pretty amazing how this whole season has gone and what's going to happen around the corner. We don't know. Week to week, we get surprises. Let's see what happens for this upcoming week. All right, Stroy. For starters, we have Brandon Matthew in the house with us tonight. Shout out to him. What's going there. on, Brandon? Absolutely. Well, it's a special night for us, Joe. You know, because it is. Yeah, we have a special guest with us tonight. Special guest. That's yeah. right. Uh, we met her. I met her a few like a month or so ago. It's That's a, right. You've known her for a little longer, I'm sure. Uh, but um, tonight we have Buffalo Bills superfan Jamie Noble. She's also known as Lady Bills. So, Lady Bills, pleasure to have you here on the show. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, when we talked a few um, like a month or so ago, mm -hmm. we were doing our last yeah. show at Nanoli. You came out to see us. We really appreciate that. Uh, but we got to talking, and I didn't realize you were just a, a Buffalo Bills super fan. And um, yep. first of all, let's get started about this now. Yeah. Like, like, when did you first get interested into football? Was it something that your parents were into? Your your mom, your dad, and well, my whole family growing up, we all had different football teams that we liked. Mm -hmm. And I do have to say, I was originally a Giants fan, but I grew out of it. Wow. Um, what do you mean you wow. grew out of that? That is, that, that is hurtful, Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's Are you saying I'm still a child and I can't grow out of this? You know how what this is more, you know, I'm maturing, I think, because it's the emotional hurt that they give me. I think that's part of growing up. Anyway, sorry. Well, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of Manning. So okay. and I don't know what it was. I saw an interview that he did and he's a great football player. I give him credit. I, there was something about him I just didn't like. Mm -hmm. So I stopped watching football for a really, really long time. I'm wow. also a hockey fan, so I was watching hockey for quite a number of years. Okay. And then I met my ex husband and he was a Bills fan. He's from the Niagara Falls area. Mm -hmm. And so I joke that it's the only thing I got in the divorce was my love for the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. And it's funny that he can uh, turn you into a Bills fan just like that, you know, and, and make it happen. He, but love will do yeah. things like that, I guess. Right. Sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And then <laughs> Eli Manning, I guess, just will make you hate some football, yeah. I guess, and not even <laughs> want to watch it. It's like, I hate this guy. It could be his face, could be whatever it is this interview, but I'm Maybe not going to watch hair. football anymore just because there might be an opportunity. I'm going to see Eli Manning. That is, that is well, crazy. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it very much um, before that. Mm -hmm. um, but after I, I it was one interview, like after he got put on the team, then I'm like, mm, no. 
Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I just didn't watch it for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, when we got to talking, uh, when you brought up that you were a super fan, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yep. You know, you, you dress up, you go to the, the games and stuff. And when I think of super fan, that's what I always kind of saw. You know, you've got your, your fireman over there for the, the Jets and, you know, it's a big party. You got season tickets and stuff. But yep. as we spoke further, you know, I realized and you brought to my attention that there's actually some criteria you need to meet to become a super fan. Why don't you dive yeah. into that and tell us some of that? Yeah, there's a lot of people who call themselves super fans, and you don't have to wear a costume right. to be considered a super fan. Um, the PFUFA is the big organization. It's um, nationwide. They're a professional football ultimate fan association. That's where they actually draft the super fans that get put in the football hall of fame and the hall of fans. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's like for us as super fans, that's like top tier. Um, There's a lot of other uh, organizations that are nationwide. There's elite super fans. Um, They're another group that deals with it. Um, And then, you know, it's just one of those things where for a super fan, for, for myself personally, and I can't speak for everybody else. For me, it means a little bit more um, it's getting out there, interacting with the fans of both teams, of any teams, um, and just good sportsmanship and have a great time at the game. I try to make sure I talk to as many people from other teams as they want. And even I've had people sitting behind me cheering for their teams, cheer as loud as you want. It's okay because I'm going to cheer for my team just as loud in your house. So it's more about having respect for other people. And for us, what we also do is we do a lot of charity work outside of the football season and during the football season, too. All right. We've got uh, Kiera DeCapita's in the house with us. Tonight. I'm going to give a shout <laughs> out real quick. Uh, she says, oh, great. Now Jordan has hope. What does that mean? Like that, that he's going to grow bo- up now out of the Giants? Her, her, her boyfriend, Jordan, yeah. is a Patriots fan. Okay. So he still has hope to become a super fan for the Patriots. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. And I think that's really interesting um, about that whole thing. And, and uh, now do you guys – do you go to, like, the Hall of Fame then, too? Like, say one of the um, – um, super fans that's well known. Say, you know, I don't even know if the fire guy, the fireman for the Jets is or not, but I'm sure sure he might be enshrined. But would you go to the Hall of Fame then to like see his induction or like? So, um, you can go and you can to um, they have a four day event that they do in Canton, Ohio. Okay. Um, that is run by the PFUFA. I'm not a member. You actually have to be nominated to be in the PFUFA. And I'm not quite there yet. I've only been doing super fan for three years. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. there. I think so. I think so. (laughs) Uh, And, and uh, doing what you're doing, I think is amazing. Uh, Thank you. Real quick now too. uh, I just thought of it. I mean, like how did you come up with the name lady bills actually? So it originally started, um, it's a funny story. So Bill's Vader helped me um, get my costume together because in my life, everyday life, I'm a really quiet kind of reserved person. I'm happy-go-lucky, but I'm not what you consider a very outgoing person. Like even doing this is a big deal for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he suggested me going a little bit outside myself and it originally was going to be Bill Zena. 
um, because I had the haircut back then. Um, That kind of morphed a little bit because I'm not about to wear a short skirt to um, football games. Um, And then I don't think you bring a sword or anything either. Yeah, Captain America or, you know, Captain America, stuff like that. And I'm like, well, what works for me? Mm -hmm. And at the time I lived just outside of Saratoga Springs. And so the horse track racing Victorian style, that kind of came about. And now it's slowly morphed into what it is now, which is more of a, you know, 1900s votes for women kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So Lady Bills just happened to be a name that uh, he helped me pick out. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely Excellent. cool. Definitely amazing, too. And a lot of the, the uh, bright colors here to go along with, with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Mike Tackett's in the house with us tonight, too. What's going on, Mike? joining up with us. So he says, everyone, I'm a Packers fan, but I definitely respect the Bills. Bills Mafia and their fan base. Can't wait to see the Buffalo Bills, not Toronto Bills, get a new stadium. That's a, not Toronto Bills. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you can't wait yeah. to see them get a new stadium now. Speaking of that, um, what do you feel about that? Like how there's always that talk, like they want to move out, you know, and get new ownership or, or whatever, move on and move to Toronto. Would that affect your fan, like fanship for it? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, well, I love Toronto. I love Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely would make the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, at, for the new stadium, it makes us current season ticket holders um, kind of nervous because they're mm-hmm. talking about the PSL, which is the private seat license mm-hmm. yep. that most stadiums have so that they can get funding from, you know, from people who go there. And for the for the Buffalo Bills, and this is my opinion, the reason why we have such a strong fan base that we do is because it's affordable. We can go to it. We can enjoy things that people who now I'm not rich by any means, definitely not. But I know for me, for a season ticket, it's extremely affordable and I'll go to as many bills games as I can because I can afford it. If they add that PSL where you have to, you know, pay a thousand to, I've heard people pay $10,000 for this license. It makes it a little bit more difficult for people to, actually be season ticket holders and they're talking about reducing the amount of seats in the stadium if it was to say in buffalo um i haven't read much about it i'll be completely honest Mm -hmm. um but if it stays in buffalo i'll go if it has if if they start doing the psl i'm gonna have to think about it Mm -hmm. but i'll still go to games absolutely i just won't be a season ticket holder Yeah, I know. It's a big thing that's been brought up. And I remember when uh, Cuomo was in office, too, he'd try to say, let's keep him here. Let's keep him in, in New York and stuff. But then he wanted all of us to mainly pay for the whole stadium and try and get that together and things. And even at the time, the team wasn't doing very well. But now yeah. what they're doing now and moving forward and getting better year by year, it makes it a little yep. more of an incentive to keep them around and show that, you know, you have something to – have here in new york and buffalo and let's put it this way i know buffalo bills fans get super amped up and try and say it to the giants and the jets fans that this is the only team in new york absolutely 100 the only true new york team so then if you do move to toronto (laughs) then there's problems right (laughs) absolutely Uh, so yeah then there's none yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you brought up charities here, Joe. Yeah, you brought up charities. Charity. I got a question about that. So uh, 
What charity exactly, or is it an event that you're involved with, or some of the super fans that you also know, what they might be involved with that's coming up? So I, there are a few, actually, there's a bunch of Buffalo based uh, charities that are out there. There's a Help One Foundation, which is, um, I believe, through Mark Maddox. Uh, he's a former Bills player. Um, there's Bills Fan Thunder, which they use um, season tickets to bring um, a bunch of inner city kids to their first NFL football game. Oh, they do cool. that every Sunday. That's, that's cool. They're not doing it this Sunday, I believe, because Charlie, the gentleman who runs it, he's mm-hmm. having surgery. So prayers gotcha. for and good wishes to Charlie. Yeah. Um, but Mark Maddox is fantastic. He's helped me out. Shout for a cause is the charity that I started um, along with uh, about 95% of the Bills super fans. Okay. Um, and we're just kind of trying to organize ourselves into a group and it's strictly Bills, Bills super fans. We're trying to organize into a group so that we can use each of our voices to promote one event at a time or a couple events at a time. Currently we're involved, um, we're doing a raffle um, coming up in December for Ryan Pickman. Um, he's part of Buffalo Autographs. Mm-hmm. He went to Jacksonville for the football game and was leaving with his five-year-old son and was jumped by oh, wow. Jacksonville Jaguar fans. Yeah, so he's got some uh, hospital bills that he has to deal with. So oh. we're gonna be doing a raffle for him and all proceeds are going to go to him. I have signed uh, Reed jerseys, uh, mm-hmm. Washington. I have football or football cards. I have flags like the one behind me. Nice. Mm-hmm. And gift cards, all bunch of stuff that's going to be raffled off and everything will go to him. That's awesome. That's now, awesome. Uh, with that charity, do you, is where can if somebody wanted to donate something to 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 raffle off or something, where do where do they go to possibly do something like that? Or could they? Do so that they or? can get them. They can get a hold of me on Facebook. Okay. Um, you can go through Lady Bills. Um, I have a Facebook page. I also have Shout for a Cause Inc., which is the name of our um, charity. That has a Facebook page. Also, you can um, message me through there. Uh, I've had people sending me stuff. Uh, I said earlier, it's like Christmas at my house. I have things mm-hmm. every single day arriving. Um, I have mugs. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I have a Bills mug that we're going to be auctioning off there's just a whole bunch of stuff that just keeps arriving (laughs) but one of the bigger projects that shout for a cause is trying to do is a bills sorry buffalo super fan um coloring book uh that has been in progress for a couple of months um i finally heard back from the bills organization on some edits so that's currently being worked on we're hoping to release it for christmas um but it's going to be a great project and that's going to the Oshie children's cancer ward, which is now the Patricia Allen uh, ward at the hospital out in Buffalo. So that's our big one that's coming up. And then we'll have, um, we have koozies coming out of course, because um, our fans like our beer and and those are going to be going to either um, the there's a Buffalo mission out there or a local food pantry so that we can start getting the word out there and, and getting people stuff that they need when they need it. That's awesome. awesome. That is awesome. a lot of great work. And I remembered Thanks. when I spoke to you uh, a month or so ago there, Nanola, you were bringing up the, the coloring book and I got to check out some of it. And that was amazing. I can't wait till it comes out because 
unfortunately, like you said, maybe I haven't grown up yet. I love the color still. So I would, I would get one. And I'm, you know, I'm not a Bills fan. I would still get it. Cause I think it'd be amazing and fun to do especially yeah, it, with my children. It's been, it's been a, a great progress. It's been a long, a long process because I've been trying to get a hold of the bills organization right. and they're busy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I get it. I get it. And yeah. then I, I sent them the proofs and they said, okay, you need to remove a couple things because I can't in print. I can't use bills. Okay. Well, the main, the main issue is what's my character name, lady bills. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. can't put my name in the coloring book. So we're trying to figure that out and how we're going to do it. We may end up having it be like a scavenger hunt where if you go to a football game where there's no names in the books, if you see a super fan, we'll tell you where the next one usually hangs out so you can get them to sign your book. Oh, that's so, cool. That's a cool idea. Trying yeah. to figure out how we're going to make it work, but <laughs> yeah. we'll figure it out and hopefully we'll be getting that out soon. Definitely. That, that is definitely a cool idea. I mean, they even do that. Like when I went to the baseball hall of fame, they have the whole, you know, scavenger hunt kind of, kind of deal and yeah. you know, things and trying mm -hmm. to find it and things. So I think that that is really cool as well. And um, now we, when you were talking about auctioning off the bills things, uh, now when is this auction going to held off or is it constantly going or do you have a, a store or an auction place you go to? Is it on eBay or. So this is going to be on Facebook. We're trying okay. to stick it stick mainly onto Facebook. Um, we're going to have, um, a, you'll ha do a donation mm -hmm. to be determined where we're going to do that through. Um, but we're looking at Monday night football against the Patriots when we're going to, we're going to be pulling numbers. Um, we're going to start that hopefully this week. Um, it's kind of hard with the holidays coming up and everyone's going every which way. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be in Buffalo this weekend for the Colts game. Um, so we're going to iron out all the details this weekend and then hopefully get something posted on Monday. Um, tickets will only be about $10 or so. And, you know, we'll give you a number and then we'll randomly draw a number and you'll win whatever item is for auction at that time. So. Excellent. That is awesome. amazing. That is cool. And it's the perfect type of game out there too. the Patriots and the bills. I mean, a lot of people are getting amped up for that, especially now the bills are in the lead of the division, but the Patriots are really getting close, nipping on the heels of, <laughs> of, of the bills right now. Speaking of which, yeah. we, we got Paul Matty in the house with us tonight and Zach Dooley in the house with us tonight. He's What's going on, guys? Attack. He, he's, he's already out there. The Patriots fans are out here to watch that's Lady right, Bills and right. the Bills represent. I like it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bills I right there. Them, I wish them the best of luck. I will be praying from home. I won't be at that game, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I am. I'm. I will be on the edge of my seat, and hopefully, no one will be nearby me to hear me yelling because I get pretty loud <laughs> during the football game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the stadium—you can't really hear me that much. But when I'm at yeah. home, I have. I have to apologize to my daughter before the game starts. So uh, that, that's what yeah. we like to call passion. Yeah, that's, that's what that yeah. is. There you yeah. go. Maybe that's what you need to do. You need to maybe get a couple of videos of you yelling at the TV and the reactions. To oh, some no, of the no, one wants, <laughs> no one wants to see that. Oh, man. Amazing. Yeah. So, because I mean, I, because when I'm at home, I'm not always a lady when I'm yelling oh, at the yeah? TV. So, we, no, that's okay. <laughs> not a lady bills when, when she's watching it at home. That is great. At home, not at home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. Jamie, I have, I have something that it just kind of mm -hmm. popped in my head here real quick. Sure. So how long have you been a uh, quote unquote super fan? Like how long have so, you been officially a super fan? 
So officially, um, it would have been three years if okay. the COVID season had it knocked it out. Gotcha. Um, so two years going to games. Um, but there are people who have been doing it for, we have Bill's Wonder Woman who started just this season. Um, and, oh, cool. you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing mm-hmm. it for. It's how passionate you are yes. about it and about your team and, you know, having good sportsmanship and, and, you know, putting yourself out there for charities and really, you know, getting the word out there about uh, the amazing organizations that are out there that raise money. So, you know, for people who need it and and I, three years, uh, you know, Bill's Vader's been doing it for, I think about six. We have Mm -hmm. uh, Mafia Mondo. He's been doing it for a few, a couple of years now. Um, There's just so many of us and and it's really like a family. Uh, I look forward to going out and seeing my boys, yeah. which um, Buffalo Spartan, Bills Jason, and um, a few, you know, Mafia Mondo, Bills Vader, those are the ones that I mainly hang around. And, you know, it's just, it's such a good time, such That's, a good time. And, yeah, you know, yeah. when it's not football season, I miss them and I talk to them as much as I can. That's awesome. That's cool. and, and, you know, that's that's kind of like you get a sense of that, right? When you go to a live game, even if it's like you've gone like once this year type of deal, like me and Jimmy, we just we just went to the Giants Raiders game. And yes, the, I know the, the environment, the camaraderie, the the relationships that can be built in just a matter of minutes uh, yeah, is, is pretty absolutely. amazing. I mean, I met so many Raider fans. I, I met some Giants fans. We were talking about the game and it's just a, it's a if you haven't done so i highly recommend to anybody you must go see a live game because it's unlike there, anything there's else there's nothing like it yeah if you like football then go to a go to a live game you'll love football absolutely it's it's a, it's a you know even if you don't know anything about it which i know someone who went to a game recently who's not huge into football yeah but you know, she's gone to a preseason game with me and she's like, I get it. Like, I get it. I see. I see what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to my, my next question is, do you have a favorite memory that you, that you can remember about this, these past three years as being the lady bills? Um, I think my, my first, my first and my best memory, which I talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. is was actually my first season doing, you know, being Lady Bills. Um, I am part of a group on Facebook called Bills Mafia Babes. It's Bills w- women, Bills fans only. Yeah. They're a fantastic group. They do amazing things. So if you're a female football fan mm-hmm. and you're a Bills fan, go check out Bills Mafia Babes. They're awesome. Um I had posted a picture in the group that I was going to the game and I went to the game and I'm walking around with Bill's Vader. This was only my second game that I had been to as Mm -hmm. lady bills. And I was really, really nervous. So I kind of stuck to him like glue. Um, (laughs) And I always ended up being the camera person because no one knew who I was. They're like, Oh, can you take a picture of us? And I'm like, sure. Why not? I'm like, I'm in full costume, but it's okay. I'll take a picture of you. And I hear screaming across Hammerlot. Now, Hammerlot is very busy and there's a lot of music and it's really loud. And I hear, oh my God, I've been looking for you. And I'm thinking it's someone yelling for Vader. And this girl runs up to me and she goes, I've seen you on, you know, Bill's Mafia Babes. Here, 
take my picture and she hands her phone to Bill's Vader I'm like (laughs) like it's one of those things where like I said you know my my real life I'm not really very outgoing Mm -hmm. but and at the games I'm kind of I'm still a little quiet but you know I'm not an over like you know you see um like Fred Billstone and his friend um, uh, Buffalo Barney, who are always in the end zone. They're on TV all the time. Bill Spader is on TV all the time. Mafia mm. Mondo, I was in my seat last last <laughs> home game, and he got on TV. Um, so you know, I'm not really one to like push myself in there and you know be on TV. I'm okay with not being on TV. Um, <laughs> but you know, to to kind of get validated. I guess yeah, right, um, right. that someone knew who I was. It was exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then the exciting th- fact that they were excited and, you know, wanted to get their picture taken with you. I mean, that had to be a, a cool experience to where you first for a moment there, you get that rock star feeling. I think, you know, it's like, wow, cool. Yes and no. So I, I I'm always I'm always nervous. Like I've mm-hmm. had. um CBS come up to me and asked me to do an intro and I'm like, I'd rather not. What's their reaction to that? They're like, oh. <laughs> Most people would be like, yeah, I'm going to be yeah, on TV. Let's do it. No, no, it's, it's okay. I have a great friend. You want to meet Bill Spader? He'll be yeah. on TV. Um, He's boring. All he does is go. <laughs> no, go ahead. So funny story about Bill Spader. His um, he does have the speaker, oh, but it's actually his voice. Oh wow! He he sounds like Vader, and it it's like even when he's not wearing the mask and he's talking to you, and and I know who he is in real life. <laughs> he literally sounds like him. It's That's, the greatest. He was thing. meant meant for it, meant to play the he role. He was meant for it, made for it. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely, that is amazing stuff. Yeah, and. We are talking to Lady Bills, Jamie Noble here. She's a, a local from around our area in upstate New York. Yep, uh, yep. Super Bills fan, super fan. A lot of charities going on, like we said. Uh, and you guys can go check out her Facebook page there uh, and group, Lady Bills. Um, now let's just look at the Bills quick, kind of moving forward. They had a couple rough spots this year, but still looking like Josh Allen is you know, becoming that franchise quarterback that you guys wanted him to be. And we said that now the Patriots are kind of nipping on their heels a little bit. Now, moving forward in the second half of the season, where do you see them uh, performing now with with, with uh, this division? And do you think um, – how far do you think these guys can take it? Well, we all have our hopes for the Super right. Bowl. <laughs> um, that's a – it's a – long time tradition that the bills every year we're going to super bowl i always have hope i i mean i'm i'm never gonna give up that we'll make it there Mm -hmm. um i feel like they are doing really well we've had some rough spots um vacation lasted a little bit too longer too long (laughs) for some of them um Mm -hmm. but you know We'll see. I, I this weekend's going to be a tough game. I give a lot of credit to the Colts. They have their moments, and you know, both teams have their strengths and weaknesses. And we'll see what happens. See who's healthy, really. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's been throughout the season for a lot of teams. For sure. And yeah, I think the main focus this week: stop the run, and yes. then just if you do that, you see when you can pressure Carson Wentz, he just makes mistakes all over the place. So that looks good for your defense. Their number one ranked defense there for Buffalo Bills. 
Tremaine Edmonds, he's yeah. my man. I love him. Yeah. And so I I was I literally cried when I found out that he was out. And mm-hmm. now that he's back, I'm just I'm so excited. So Excellent. excited. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that if you were excited that he was gonna be coming back to the team here. Oh yes. <laughs> Excellent. When I'm not at a game, I wear his jersey at home, um, except for this last weekend because he wasn't playing. So Mm -hmm. I had to cheer for someone else. So I had my Diggs jersey on. But um, during the crucial crucial catch game, probably a few weeks ago now, um, I wore my Edmonds jersey to the football game um, because it was pouring. There was no way I was going to wear my costume. And I screamed my head off the entire game because he just did amazing amazing absolutely i just love watching him <laughs> excellent excellent we are talking to lady bills and uh i guess i have one more question for you i think it's for sure. these questions we always have to ask bills fans have you ever been put through a table <laughs> oh no have you put somebody through a table no <laughs> what is the craziest thing you've done maybe during tailgating i don't do crazy you don't do stuff any, no, oh, no crazy things no Bills fans, they do it all the time. You know, you only eat weird stuff like some Bills fans. Some do. Not all of them. All right. So Um, how about share something that you've seen? In Hammerlot, where I am, it's actually kind of rare to see someone jump through a table. Mm -hmm. Um, But you'll see someone doing bowling ball shots, eating meatballs out of a bedpan. Um, You've got the filing cabinet pizza. (laughs) Yeah. The bedpan is cleared it's by clean. Erie oh, County oh. Department of Health. Oh, I'm just excellent. letting you know. Okay. I've seen the videos of where it's gone through an industrial dishwasher. It's clean. Okay. I've eaten them. I haven't died. It's all right. Excellent. Um, you've got, you know, um, Ken uh, Pinto Ron. I always call him Ken uh, Pinto Ron. He's there with his vehicle. You know, they're always making food and everything. And everyone cooks. Um, it's just. I don't do anything crazy. I see other people jump jump through tables, yeah. but only once. I think the wildest thing that I I have to say, the wildest thing that I saw at a, a Bills game, um, I was waiting in my car to get into the lot so I could park, and someone for some reason decided to light a bonfire underneath one of those tents, the little mm. pop up tents. Yeah. So that caught on fire. And then oh, as soon as I parked, I got ready. And then I started walking to Hammerlot. And at nine o'clock in the morning, there is a gentleman puking chicken wing dip in the parking lot. <laughs> so not necessarily me, but I've seen some things. Seen some things. That's right. I've and whatever happens things. in Buffalo yeah. might stay in Buffalo. You know? No, it doesn't. <laughs> At all. No, it doesn't. Someone's got a video of it. It's not staying in Buffalo. Right. I'm sure there's a video out there somewhere of the tent catching on fire. So. Oh, man. There's yeah, a video for everything over in yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, we have to watch that, definitely. <laughs> so bowling ball. You said shots out of a bowling ball. Is that what that is now? It's like, yes. you a shot out of like the finger holes or something? Yes. <laughs> and now is that cleaned and like, or somebody used that bowling ball? Is that, is that like something that gets passed around or is it like a used bowling or you're not sure people just show up with one like here's do shot out of it. <laughs> so it's actually a stand in Hammerlot okay. um, where people can go up and you can do shots. You're standing on uh, a rug usually of the team that we're playing against and um, <laughs> you do shots out of the bowling ball. I personally haven't done one because I don't drink when I'm in costume. Okay. Um, but people have, 
I don't know what the cleaning habits yeah, are of the bowling ball. Yeah. Um, I can't say, but I do know everything is inspected by the Erie Health Department. So there you go. <laughs> so I don't they know. Are on top of it, they are on top of it. Yeah, that's right. We are talking to Lady Bills, and uh, why don't you tell everybody one more time here about how to get to your charity events? I know we have uh, shout for a cause and shout uh, for a cause. Check it out. Yep. How do we do it? How do they get to your Facebook page? And again, it was uh, the Monday of the Patriots game is when you're going to do the uh, the auctions, yes. right? Yep. Uh, we're going to be doing an auction for a fellow Bills fan um, who was injured at the Jacksonville game. Um, we're going to be gathering a bunch of items and putting them out. Um, our Facebook page is Shout for a Cause, Inc. Um, you can go through there and you can message me if you want to donate items. Uh, we should be posting probably Monday, uh, Monday or Tuesday, the link where you can donate the money. Um, to it goes everything goes directly to him, and then also we have my Facebook page, which is Lady Bills. I also have an Instagram again, uh, Lady Bills Noble, uh, which you know is my last name, Jamie Noble. Um, and you know those are different ways that you can you can get a hold of us um another group if you'd like to donate is bills fan thunder they do bring some inner city kids to their first nfl uh football game um every home game so if you'd like to donate we'd we'd love your help excellent that, excellent. that is amazing awesome. i really love it we we love having you on here paul maddie he says i partied with cool bills fans at the jags game uh yeah i remembered he had said that he was going to go get tickets to that yeah, game yeah, yeah. um and so I don't know if he ever told us what kind of fan, if he even liked the Jags or not, but I remembered he, he, I don't he remember. just brings up he's from Florida every time. Yeah, right. Hey, it's, it's <laughs> Paul from Florida. But uh, <laughs> he went to that game, and well, the Jags, you know, they were able to take down the Bills in that one in, in a shocker. But I think what, what Jamie said, the Bills just huge shocker. Like they were still on, on vacation still. I think they were th – Oh, they're there it is. And go say Paul, go Jags. He's Paul all says go so Jags. He <laughs> had to been happy about that one. The defense looked good, and his Josh Allen looked good for that day. But – uh. But thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us. Thank it's you. Been thank a you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. We, we love having you on here and definitely keep us posted whenever, you know, the, the, the culling book gets going here. I'm going to get yeah. one and uh, we'll we'll do our best to share. I'll get you, one your too. charities as I well. I like to color. Oh, hey. Excellent. Oh, by the way, I am uh, I my personal Facebook page. I have a bunch of Raider super fans um, with Raider Nation. So hi to Raider awesome. Nation. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Yep, still hating. One of the these Giants days, though, one of these days, I maybe I'll just come out and I'll be a super fan. One of these days, maybe you got to Joe. You I got to bald head. That's like, right. You just you, already, you got to do it. I already have an idea, Jim. I already have an idea for what? a character. You know, Kratos from God of War. I was going to say it, Kratos. Yep, all Kratos from God of War, all Raider themed. That's, That's right, it. Jamie. If you don't know who Kratos is, you got to yeah. look it up. Look it up. You'll see. Kratos. <laughs> Kratos. Kratos. Yeah, I think it starts it's, with a K. Okay. K R A T O S. Yes, that's yeah, how the okay. spelling goes. It's from the video game God of War. God of War. He, yes, he oh. is, he is a, a god killer. Yes, that's right. It is amazing. But Joe, I could see it. Totally doing it. Looks exactly like him without. <laughs> yeah, the but Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. We truly appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. And for all you Noros out there, if you have anything that you want to donate to Jamie to help with all the causes and all the great charities that she's involved with and other super fans, uh, hit her up on Lady Bills on her Facebook group. Um, and is there any other, um, real quick, is there any anywhere else they can go to donate? 
So um, with the coloring book that we're going to do, um, we're using the donations from that to help the teacher's desk and to do poncho packs. Uh, poncho Bia is in our book. Okay. Um, we're very humbled and honored to have him in there. Um, and so to build poncho packs. So the teacher's desk, if you want to donate directly to them, please, by all means, do so. Um, there's also the Help One Foundation uh, with Mark Maddox. You can uh, donate through them or, you know, go directly to Oshie Children's Cancer Hospital and you can donate through them. We love helping out kids. And it's one of the greatest things that we can ever do as adults is to help bring up the future super fans. Excellent. 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 All right, Jamie, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. No problem. Bye. Bye. All right, that's right. Lady Bills, Jamie Noble with us, man. That was cool. I just I have a smile on my face now, Joe. I'm like super excited. Got to talk about the Bills, talk about charities. I mean, it was amazing stuff. Definitely. It was awesome. I had a great time, you know, and, and we learned a lot. I mean, listen, we might be we might call our fans know-it-alls and everything and we're know-it-alls and all that, but there's a lot of stuff, you know, we need help learning and that we don't know a lot about. So, and that happened to be one of them, you know, learning how, how, uh, you know, Lady Bills became a super fan, what's entailed in being a super fan, you know, and, and simply, you know, that just to let everyone know, hey, you too can be a super fan. It's not limited to any one person. So uh, for anybody out there that was interested in it, we learned a little bit about it. Maybe you can, you know, Find out who else is, uh, you know, involved in in that super fandom of, of your respected team, and just become a super fan. It's amazing. And the really cool thing about um, Lady Bills and any other super fan from any other team mm. is that the charity work that they do is simply amazing. The amount of funds that they generate and and are able to donate to people that are in need is is just amazing. It's awesome stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to talk about uh, just even the charities, the amazing people. I want to tell you about my friends at Mohawk Honda. That's right, Joe. They are amazing people, too. They okay. are people that go out of their way to please you out there. That's right, Joe. They're still doing the KBB ICO. That's right. It's the instant cash offer. So you go down there. If you want to try a new ride or you just want some cash for that you know, car and want to move on, maybe do something else, go down to Mohawk Honda. They are Freeman's Ridge Road right there in Scotia Glenville. Huge acres and acres of, of inventory out there, pre-owned, pre-loved cars. Uh, they got new ones out there, too. Just go in there. You, they'll give you a cash offer right there, whatever you want. You can take the cash or trade it in gotcha. right there and get something else for you. That's right. They'll do everything they can to take care of you. They got hot sauce down there. They got the VIP man. They got Greg Johnson there, the, the manager. Go talk to them. Tell them you talked to football on the know. You saw them say, hey, we heard about you guys. We, we heard that you love to take care of us. You, I'm here to be taken care of. By the way, your establishment is beautiful. Oh, cookies? Yes, please. Thank you. I have some of that, too. Coffee? Yes. It's, oh, it's amazing. Freshly brewed. That's right. Mohawk Honda, where they go out of their way to please you. Uh, and Joe, Paul Matty, he says out here, he says he saw a lot of Bill Zuba pants at the game. <laughs> yeah. I see, it's That's not even thing. there. Do you see that this is coming back, Joe, the Zuba pants? I, I've seen them. They're out there. At the Giants game. Yeah. You know, we saw them all over the Zuba pants. Even I saw there's somebody even at work that wore a Zuba hat, like the hats. I'm like, where are you getting these? Are they all of a sudden marketing now? Are these things or because he was, he was they've kind been of, stored in he, the closet. Looked, that's what I think, though, because I think some of them have been 
um, worn like forever because the hat that the guy wore seemed like it was from 1990 like, or something. Lady Bills just uh, commented in, into the chat room. She goes, we love Zubas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, exactly. And, and that's the funny thing because I'm seeing it more and more all over. So, Lady Bills also says she has uh, Zuba sunglasses. Boom. Yo, she has a sunglasses. They sell them. Oh, okay. At uh, TR. At Target. Target. Oh, see, so that, that's where Leave it wrong. to Target or Walmart <laughs> to bring you back all that stuff, that nostalgic stuff, right? That's you know, it. That's, that's it's amazing. At. It's like that's where I can go get my, my starter stuff and my Skechers and then my, my Zubaz. Uh, amazing stuff. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it seemed like the guy was warden. It was like from that age. So maybe they're just holding on to it. But it's good that Target is, though, too, because uh, they have a lot of the cool stuff like that, too. Uh, we've got our Wu-Tang shirts and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. For places buddy. like that. Oh, so yeah. we love some Wu-Tang Represent and able to get Wu-Tang. that stuff out there. So shout out to Target uh, for that. But uh, yeah, the Bills Nation. That's right. Bills Mafia this last week. And don't forget, champion. That's right. Yeah, or Russell. Uh, we need to go keep going on. It was a Wrangler. Where's Brett Favre? The hey, Wranglers? anybody got the starter jacket yeah, yeah. still? All right, enough promoting Target. I think they do it right on their own. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the Bills. There you go. Uh, what a statement game they just had last week here against the, the Buffalo or against the uh, the New York Jets, huh? You know, For they, sure. they fall to the Jags. Seemed like they were lethargic, not ready to uh, perform against that team, and then. Come back, and they just pound on the Jets. And, and it's funny, too, because uh, Mike White, right? I think you should have <laughs> just kept your mouth shut, buddy. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> good that you you were played. You played great in a game and then maybe a first quarter of a game. Uh, but when you start talking, and it's great to be, you know, you know, proud of yourself or whatever, and, and, you know, confident. confident. But when you go out and you say that you should have been the first overall pick in the draft, and yeah. then the next about game that. you end up throwing, what was it, four interceptions, I think it was, or something, and he got sacked like a three or four times. I mean, it was bad. It, it was it, bad. Right, and it, and it was going to be bad because when you're playing one of the best defenses in football, I mean, let's be honest, you were on a team that is still trying to rebuild you can't go around talking smack to these other high high caliber teams and expect that you're just going to overcome them. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of which, I've got my milk cart missing player of the week, Joe. Who That's right. Who is it, Jimmy? Who is it? You know who it is. We just brought the guy up. Here he is, <laughs> Mike White. It's Mike White. Mike White's announced. <laughs> there he is. This guy. Chump. What happened, Mike? There you go. Sorry, Mike White. And I, a lot of times I hate to give it to, like, the Jets or a team that's really bad or whatever. But because, again, offensive line didn't help you very much either. But when you open your mouth like that and say, oh, I expect to be this and I'm this and see what you guys are missing, eh, open mouth, insert foot. There you go. Uh, Paul Waddy says White is a jabroni. What? I think he meant. Uh, I love it. A jabroni. A jabroni. Yeah, jabroni. I love it. Uh, Lady Bills is laughing. Yeah, absolutely. So Mike White, good times. Uh, you're a chump on that. And um, Joe, let's quick talk about uh, the Raiders and the the Chiefs game. How about that? Quick, um, Chiefs. Do you think they're back in here? No. You fi- fixed a couple things. No. That's what everybody has to say now. No. Here come the Chiefs. Watch out. They've straightened it out in one week. They straightened like it out in one game. That's amazing. That that doesn't happen. Listen, they're the same Chiefs. I. Listen, they stomped the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They absolutely stomped the Raiders. They embarrassed the Raiders on Sunday Night Football, for sure. But for everyone to come out and say, oh, well, they got their mojo back. They are right back on, on the train. They are leading the division. Listen, the division is only a game apart from anybody else. I mean, they're not, they haven't done anything yet. Listen, Raiders were a familiar foe. They got the best of them. 
They already know how to play against their defense. And the funny thing for me is that Gus Bradley, the new D coordinator for the Raiders, kind of played into the hands of the Chiefs. Uh, he saw that other teams were doing a, a too high safety look, which where the Chiefs were struggling against. And that does protect the, all the deep balls, all those high explosive plays. Absolutely. However, the Raiders don't play cover two. So you are playing a scheme that you normally don't play. And that just worked out better for the Chiefs. Just stick with what works. Your defense has gotten better by playing single high safety and just attacking the football. Mm -hmm. That's what they should have stayed with. I don't know why they deviated from that. But for me, I don't think the Chiefs are are back yet. I think we have to wait a little bit longer and and see in the next couple of weeks to see really where the Chiefs uh, stand. They, they, They... Listen, the Chiefs have had the Raiders, you know, number for a long time now. And I don't put too much into that win. I just don't. Uh, so let's wait and see what happens going forward when they, when they have to play some of these other teams uh, in, in the future. And, and let's see where they end up. Because to be, let's be honest, before the, before the last two games, or I think, would they win three in a row? Yeah, I think they yeah, won think three so, in a row. Yeah. Before, those, before those games, they were struggling mightily. And then they played a couple of teams that they should win, and they did. So let, let's let's just see what happens going forward. Mm-hmm. We have Michael Guerrero in the house with us tonight. What's going on, Michael Guerrero? Oh, yeah, great show, guys. Raiders, thirty-eight. He's Cincinnati, calling it. He's seventeen. He's calling it right now. I'll tell you I right like now. It. I don't. I don't know. I, I uh, don't have a whole lot of confidence right now in in the Raiders, and it's not because. It's not because, uh, you know, they, lost, they got blown out by the Chiefs. That doesn't phase me one bit. That's one game against the Chiefs. I really don't care. However, what kind of concerns me is that the Raiders have been tripping on their own feet because they don't have, a, you know, a speedy guy in the offense anymore. Uh, and that's kind of capping their, their overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've always had that, that, like when Ruggs was there, everybody had to account for him going deep. So that kept defense is honest. They couldn't just uh, all come up close to the line of scrimmage and say, we're going to stop the run, we're going to stop anything short, and, that, and that's the end of it. And that's what teams are doing right now to them. So until maybe they get to Sean Jackson rolling a little bit uh, you know, and get, have him on the field full time, they're going to continue to struggle offensively. Uh, and, and obviously you know that goes hand-in-hand hand with your defense. If they're on the field too long, like they were against Kansas right. City, they're going to get tired and they're going to struggle. Right, and then yeah, they were able just to go uh, and and put their ears back. And so just I, go after Derek Carr I mean, to try and force turnovers. Um, but yeah, the I just hope Jackson one, that had to have been terrible. I thing. I just hope that Deshaun Jackson will be up to speed by the Cincinnati game because they need him at least just to be out there, mm-hmm. even if he's not going to run a deep route. He's, the the threat has to be there. Yeah, absolutely, and um. But yeah, like we were saying before about doing uh, uh, the, the way their defense was again, uh, they just were were covering that deep, but they didn't um, take anything care of anything underneath there. They just gave them everything. That's because they were playing that cover two. Yep, they yep. don't play cover two. Mm-hmm. So when they were playing so they're deep, they're playing yep. deep cover two. As soon as a ball snapped, they're they're five yards away from the line of scrimmage. Right. When the ball snapped, they drop and back they, ten yards. Ten, yeah, they and never it's like adjusted. you're leaving everything underneath, yep. and that just made it simple for Mahomes to just dump it off. And the one thing off. that the Kansas City Chiefs did do and start to be successful with that they haven't been doing is they were trying to run the ball actually for once in this game. Well, too. It, of course you're going to be successful mm-hmm. when there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, it's so. not. 
Not rocket science. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's tough. Hopefully you guys can turn the page. But, again, I, I think the same way, too. I mean, in a division that everybody had five wins, so somebody had to come up on top of it, uh, one of them. And, um, and again, and the crazy a game, here, a game and a half game right, behind. But here's the crazy thing about this division in the AFC North. Next week, it all could change, else. and then someone else will be leading. So yeah. uh, it, it, if the Chiefs lose and, and the Chargers win, or the Chiefs lose and the Chargers, and then the Raiders win, the Raiders are back on top. So – Let's wait and see what happens. Absolutely. And you want to talk oh, about a go. winning team. I'm going to tell you about my friends now at Colorize, too. I love me some Colorize, Joe. I'm a paint you professional, do. and I go to Colorize to get my paint. They have three stores locally. One's in Clifton Park, then Niskayuna, and Queensbury. Yes, you know, they are, you know, your certified Benjamin Moore dealer out there, but they focus on other stuff, too, as well. They have uh, being an independent dealer. They also have access to almost every type of paint out there and finish related to to, to projects you want to do from the home to a professional like me. They serve everyone out there to do it yourself. Or if you need something together, skip Lowe's, skip the whole eyeball thing when they're going in there. You got some kid that works part time over there trying to mix a paint for you. He just looks over a thing, whatever. Here you go. Here, dab it. Yeah, that looks close. Take it. If you don't like it, yeah, send it back. You know, we can't give you a refund or whatever, you know. You don't want to go to that. Go to Colorize. They have three different stores. If you can't go to either one of those, then you got problems. But Colorize, check them out. They know what they're doing. They'll talk to you like a human being, and they'll explain to you about certain colors and how they react and how they look in your rooms and stuff like that. Talk to them. They know what they're talking about. They got the right paint, the right color, and the right advice from your local professionals who care. MyColorize.com, Joe. All right, so uh, not a whole lot has been going on in, in the NFL not lately. Not this week. So, not I mean, this besides week. Besides even the weeks. you have any games you want to bring up they, from last before week? We get, before about? we get to we'll the get games to real quick, picks. I just want to say thanks, everybody, for the support. Thanks, all you know-it-alls, for tuning in Absolutely. weekly, you know, every single Wednesday. A lot of our OGs are still here. Paul is becoming an OG he uh, because he's always tuning in every Wednesday. Uh, also with Mike Tackett and a few others. Um, might have to bring the it, show MVP back. That we might have to. Uh, but it's been a, it's been an amazing ride so far. We are not done yet. We continue to strive to move forward. A lot of big things on on the horizon for us. And uh, just want to say thanks for tuning in. And if you're new to the show, go ahead and hop over to Facebook or YouTube. Search us up Football on the No Show uh, for YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to let you guys know when we go live. Uh, also on Facebook, become a member, become a know-it-all. You can also follow us at, on Twitter, at FB underscore no. Uh, will be much appreciated. Uh, make sure you share, you like, you tell your friends, your family members about us that love football. Bring them in. We're a big, giant football community here and are looking to grow and become even bigger uh, than the NFL themselves. That's the goal. Uh, but anyway, also if you're on podcasts, if you're just listening in, Make sure you give us a follow on any podcasting outlet that there is out there. Uh, and we really appreciate all the support. Thank you guys so much. And now we can talk some more football about last week. Let's talk about what about the 49ers? All I have to say is what just happened? Because if you pick the 49ers to win, which I, I know there's no way you did there's unless you're unless people. you're unless you're one of the 49er fans that just every single week pick them. Well, uh, put it this way. We had that's amazing. Bob money on the house from YouTube. Uh, he was in the house with us last week and he was talking about if Kyle Shanahan or the 49ers fail this season, mm -hmm. is he out the door? 
And now look at the way they performed this week. Is he thinking the same thing? I mean, you oh, saw the way they were can't. able to uh, no. just roll on the on the the Rams and just get that running game going like they do. It doesn't matter who's back no, there. I mean, and just get it. You know, open up opportunities for Jimmy G to get it to uh, George Kittle. But that's I think maybe a, a, a deciding factor. George Kittle comes back. He brings that fire. He brings that swagger. He's almost like how I think Ray Lewis brought the the uh, the the Ravens, just the attitude of the Ravens on his shoulders. And that's who the Ravens were. He was their guy that just spoke among the team and they followed him like their leader. Maybe that their their type of player that George Kittle is like he's a WWE fan. Yeah, I think he takes all that with him when he goes and plays on the field yeah. and is like carries it all together. Like he is their superstar and he is their WWE superstar. He's definitely a big fan of the, of the wrestling uh, federation, and he's also uh, he's a very passionate entertainment. He's also a passionate football player. However, I don't see him as like the Ray Lewis type. I don't see him as that guy that kind of brings the team closer or anything like that. He's more of a, a very passionate guy in the football field. He'll get people kind of amped up with his play and with it, you know, with his attitude on the football field. But really, more than anything for the Niners is just establishing that run game. Uh, that was going to be a concern coming into the, this week against the Rams because not only were, has it been like stunted, but also the they've been missing the Mike too. McGlinky mm -hmm. at right tackle. Mm -hmm. and, and even despite his loss, they managed to rack up crazy yards on the ground. And that right there is the big key for me for the 49ers uh, is what really kind of opened everything up offensively. And then defensively, they just fed off of that energy. They're like, hey, our offense is putting up points right now. Now we got to deliver. And the defense just came alive. Despite Javon uh, Kirkland not being there and, and, and this team kind of coming together, some injuries that they've managed to sustain on the defensive side – they all just came together, and there's been some big-time underrated players that have come up through the ranks for the 49ers and played big, especially on Monday Night Football against the Rams. Uh, we witnessed it firsthand, and the Rams, for the I, I feel like for the first time this season, struggled, just not struggled and didn't get the win, but they struggled mightily, offensively and defensively. Defensively, couldn't get the stop, couldn't get the ball back. Offensively, Stafford and company were just struggling to, to put up points. So does this is this going to change things going forward? You know, te teams are going to use this game tape on the Rams and say, hey, we struggled before, but, man, let's take a look at what the 49ers did. Maybe maybe we can find some things throughout that, that game tape where we can expose the Rams a little bit next time we meet up. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. The past couple of weeks, Matthew Stafford has not looked good. He's thrown – pick sixes like my wife she was watching the games with me and she didn't even know what a pick six was until Matthew Stafford now these past two weeks oh, two weeks ago <laughs> I'm watching it and I'm just like oh oh oh, oh it's a pick six and then boom and then another like you know uh, thing it, it just pinned them up against the the end zone they got down early and I'm like man he's doing terrible shows what's a pick six I'm like you see he just threw an interception and now he just ran all the way back a uh, touchdown is worth six points so that's why they call it a pick when he intercepted it six gotcha. points pick six she goes oh wow so then this week happens, and uh, I see another pick six. I'm like, oh, pick six again. She goes, I know what that is. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's the same guy that you saw last week and stuff. She goes, oh, I feel bad for that guy. I'm like, yeah, I do too right now. Uh, he's not looking very good uh, for, for that, but, I mean, the people are able to get pressure on them. And for me, it seemed like they were trying to go to – um, the deep ball a little too much, mm -hmm. couldn't get the running game going, and that ended up being a factor here, and they never made adjustments. I think like you said, too, Sean McVay right. being the, 
the brilliant mind that you are, especially when you're going against Kyle Shanahan, who is a brilliant mind too as well, just flat out got out coached in that game. And uh, try to get, I think they tried to feed Odell a little bit too much too whenever he was out there. You're trying to get him on deep routes. And I, I, I think I've told you, but I told other uh, people when we were having conversations about Odell, I really think they should just line Odell up in the slot for the for the Rams. I think he'd be a better option there because I think for his yards after catch and th- his ability afterwards, he can get it going better instead of just being a deep threat. He's not just a deep threat either. I, I mean, know, but that's what it seems like. They, people try to like utilize him as like like only. It's like, let's get him deeper on those deep routes. I like him getting muddy on the inside and get out and make some plays. But that's where Cooper Cup relies on. So, I mean, you're not going to remove Cup, Cooper Cup from that slot area uh, just to insert Odell. Odell, he has a role in this offense. However, he wasn't on the field very much, hardly no, at all. Hardly. And, and and you saw him mostly sitting down in his Rams uniform, just talking to whoever was by him, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, you know, that night. So until he gets a grasp of this offense, we're not going to truly see this Rams offense as as a whole just yet. Because you got to remember, Robert Woods went down really shortly after after Odell signing with the Rams and saying he's done for the year. So because they were missing Robert Woods. I feel like that hindered their offense to to run efficiently. And because Odell wasn't up to speed, they couldn't insert him in Robert Woods' role to keep it going. So they were trying to, like, Sean McVay was trying to figure out something on the fly to get it to work without having that other piece, but just couldn't get it done. Uh, and, and maybe they'll figure it out by next week, this coming Sunday. Maybe they won't. Maybe it's going to take a couple weeks. Uh, because there's an adjustment period right now with this offense, uh, and and depending on who they're facing, you know, Niners no slouch. Inter, you know, a division rival, uh, a team that d- does play them really tough when they when they do have the, have their matchups. But uh, there's a lot to be said going forward to see what the the trajectory for both these teams are. Uh, in the in the coming weeks, yeah, I mean, you couldn't even see what uh, Odell couldn't make up even what visor he wanted to wear. He started out with the dark shaded <laughs> one, was off on that play, you know, and ended up being the interception, and then went to a clear yeah. visor, you know. Right. Uh, but I think you said something to to me before the show about maybe also on the uh, defensive side when people when Von Miller uh, went to this team and people were super excited about it that maybe now during that game Von Miller got exposed for the fact that he is really solely just a pass rusher and cannot stop the run either as well it's getting bowled over by by George Kittle in the blocking situation too as well. And that's something that I, I've always had a pet peeve about. Like when Von Miller was with the Denver Broncos and the Raiders faced him twice a year and everyone's like, oh, Von Miller, he's going he's gonna to blow your run, your run up and, and he's going to get at your quarterback and all these other things. Like I only saw Von Miller even in his prime. I, I, I only saw him as strictly a pass rushing type of guy. That's all he's ever been to me. Uh, when you ask him to go into coverage as, as a linebacker, mm-hmm. he struggled. When he, when he was asked to play the run, if you run at him, you can literally push him right out of the way, no problem. Uh, yes, did he make some plays, uh, you know, in the, in, the run, in the run game? Sure. But not enough to make a major impact every single down. So for me, clearly was just a pass rusher. Now he's getting a little older. He's getting a little slower. Now he moved on to the Rams. How well will this help out with Von Miller as a pass rusher for the Rams it, it, it's definitely going to help attacking quarterbacks, 
But I feel like teams are going to notice these things like what the Niners did to them. Mm -hmm. If you're able to establish your running game, if you have a decent offensive line, good running backs, and you hand the ball off, you could pretty much run on this team. This team seems like they've been built for just passing defense. You know what I mean? When you got guys like Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey. Yep. And, and, and you got now you bring in Von Miller to rush the, mm-hmm. the pass, or you have Aaron Donald who can do everything, mm-hmm. you know, and create that pressure up the middle. There's a lot what looks to me as like they just want to attack what is now the new NFL thing is to attack through the air all the time. Now it looks like they're trying to do, you know, combat that. But if, they're, if the Rams defense has to face a running team like this and they're able to establish that run, it looks like they might have some issues. Mm, absolutely joe absolutely having some issues out there and uh there's a few teams that have a lot of issues out there, there too, is. with the way they've been playing there definitely is i want to there's another thing i want to get to here is a game that kind of perplexed me too i mean i picked uh minnesota over the chargers mm-hmm. but i'm gonna be honest i thought that game was going to be like right down nail biter type like the last possession uh type of game and and i was a little surprised on the chargers what does this mean for the Chargers going forward? Like losing to the Vikings, not to say that, you know, they were a giant amongst the Vikings. They should have won. It's a major upset. It's not that major of an upset. However, what does it mean for the Chargers? What does it mean for the Vikings? Because the Vikings have struggled, mm-hmm. you know, you know, week to week. It seems like they're close, but not really. And then the Chargers, it seemed early on that they were on this high trajectory to go right through the roof. And just start winning a ton of games and maybe even possibly taking this division by storm. Now it looks like everybody's kind of on an even playing field. You know, the Vikings, they steal a game away from the Chargers here. And what does that mean for both teams? Uh, I haven't I haven't seen anything that, you know, dictates to me that both teams are ready to to take it to the next level, it seems like everyone is, you know, mediocre at this point. Yeah, for the Vikings, I think it really it goes right around Dalvin Cook. If you can't get Dalvin Cook going, then you're you, they're not doing anything because we, when I when I saw them a couple weeks ago, that's what I was telling you. The offense looked really vanilla, and they kept like doing play action when they weren't even running the ball. Uh, and when well, that's a no no to begin with. Yeah, you can. Yeah, when you can uh, get it going and get your running game going and have him as a threat there, you see they do much better, and they're able to get it to Justin uh, Jefferson as well because that's one of the guys that was on my milk carton too one of these weeks because he wasn't performing well because it's the way the Vikings offense was running. And we already know the defense is struggling here and there, and they're nothing like they were before. Um, but. That offense, Kirk Cousins, you know, they went and got him to try and be that guy to get them to that next level, and they haven't shown it, and now time is running out, and you've got Mike Zimmer there, too, to where fans are getting a little upset with. He's getting older, and they're kind of just like, all right, I think maybe it's time for him to move on here, too. So (laughs) for them to steal, I'd say get a win out of here, too. Plus, I think in that game there was a few – calls that were on the referee's point that i mean we could say it about every game you could i mean whatever but um but they're lucky to get a win like that and that's one of those games where uh with this division when you talk about the the chargers one of those wins we're like ah i wish we could have had that one back because one of those games that's tight tight ones that you probably should have had you didn't get and it might come around and bite you in the ass after it definitely will so that's that uh another game i want to talk about is what happened with tampa guys yeah. Does anybody know what, too. what the deal is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Washington After, of all teams? After a lethargic you know, vacation, too, as well. I mean, 
It's Washington. Yeah. They've been the biggest disappointment in the NFL thus far this season. And somehow, some way, Washington steals a game away from Tampa Bay and gets a win against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. I don't know. I have no idea what happened. Paul says too many injuries. Well, I would say, Paul, I would say that good teams find ways to win despite your injuries. Like, yes, I I get it. There are some injuries that play a bigger factor than others. And I would say, I would say if Tom Brady was out this week, I would grant you that, that, that discussion, because when you lose your starting quarterback, that means like you're royally screwed on offense. Uh, But they still had Tom Brady. They still had a decent offensive line. They still had some weapons at their disposal. I mean, defensively, I understand they got a lot of injuries on the defensive side, secondary-wise and and so forth. Uh, But still, playing Washington, to me, there's no excuse for Tampa to lose that game. Right, right. And you still have playmakers on offense, so it's not like all of a sudden you you lose your top two receivers or, or whatever, and then all of a sudden even your tight end for that matter, and then you're done. You know, I mean, you had nothing to do with it. The Giants have put up some some uh, you know competitive games with they're on their fourth, fifth string uh, wide receivers getting guys off practice squads. To come Sometimes play. offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're struggling there too, and it would be competitive. Uh, I think again, it was one of those games that they, they just weren't ready for. They overlooked them. I think they weren't. They were looking at this and and like kind of like all right so it's washington they're not who they were last year we're not going to do it to us and they went and did it and even even when uh chase young went out with the injury it's still right. it still was and i'll tell you i'll tell you right now i mean that right there that that's a huge blow to the, mm-hmm. the washington mm-hmm. defense because despite their struggles mm-hmm. that was their their bright spotlight you know what i mean they you know chase young now he's gone for the year and montez sweat is also mm-hmm. going to miss like at least a month mm-hmm. uh so Yeesh, Paul Maddie says in any given Sunday, and that's the thing where we we're seeing this this season that we yeah. were talking about, yep. and, and everybody's super excited about it. They're thrown off. They're like, "Wow, yep. just any week something different can happen." And, and again, that's the uh, the parody that that everybody wanted. Now you're starting to see some of that where everybody's more on a, a level playing field. Here. And that's the thing too is um, like even like Mike Tackett just said, lack of execution coming out mm-hmm. flat, caught up with them on the road. It's an AKA trap game. And, and you might be onto something because I feel like this week and the last couple of weeks, it feels like there's been a lot of trap games mm-hmm. lately. Uh, teams that should take, you know, the assertion and, and just go and take over a game that they're that they're they should win that that even though every game every week is a must win for any team. But games that you're expected to win, they lose. Mm-hmm. That's what the kind of the motto is this year in the NFL. It's like don't you need to expect the unexpected now. Because we just witnessed that against with Tampa Bay and Washington. We also witnessed it with Baltimore and Miami. Uh, another game, a Thursday night football that kind of perplexed me a little bit. Miami came out balling. That was a fun game and to watch. Yeah, it was a great game to watch. We were at the end zone, by the way, in Mechanicville. That was a great time. Uh, great time. Great food. Great, great food. people. Uh, if, if you see La- Larry's the owner of that establish- mm-hmm. establishment, the end zone in Mechanicville, New York. If you guys are around that area, or even if you wanted to stop by, they have some phenomenal food. Great pizza there. Uh, say hello to Larry. Let him know football on the nose showed up. 
Yeah, absolutely. Great place to go check out the games too. TVs everywhere. It was cool. It was a lot yeah, of fun. It was not, it was a nice that place. Game, that game that game was it was exciting. He's a Dolphins Larry, fan. Larry, congratulations and, by the way. He got the, the win. Dolphins. He had to have been hyped on that one. So <laughs> he it was, was great. excited. Uh, yeah. but yeah, but that's another game. Like expect awesome food. There you go. The last two weeks uh, there we upsets go. have been uh great for the league, uh, Paul says. Yeah, absolutely. again I think yeah. it knocks it back down to you where got, people expect, oh, this is a rollover game. But and you got sudden, that entertainment boom. value now. So it's like that's what's being sold right now. It's like Oh, it is literally any given Sunday for any given team. Mm -hmm. uh, you never know what's going to happen. And I think even uh, the fan base and even the teams enjoy it when they get to see because you see it every time now. Now that everybody can post a meme, you see it like in that Baltimore Ravens game. Every analyst had the Ravens across the board were winning oh, yeah. that game. Oh, yeah, because it's expected. Yep, and then all of a sudden the Dolphins win, so you know there's going to be a meme the next day, like, oh, these guys were wrong. You know, just, 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 <laughs> that's what, that's what's also they made. throw it into their face. That's what's also made this season very difficult to pick games. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because just when you think you're like, oh, this is an easy one, Tampa Bay all the way, mm -hmm. Washington. <laughs> shows up <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely and then all the injuries that are, f are falling into it so it has been it has been an amazing week uh, an amazing season uh we love that we have you guys uh with us out here but uh joe uh, why don't you tell us uh, and everybody out there about our friends at johnstone supply it's freaking getting cold here joe it's starting it to snow in some areas up here it's getting a little cold listen i've done some deliveries up north now and there's snow up there already you know what i mean because you get up in there those mountains you know, you see it coming. Mm -hmm. Snow caps on the on the pine trees and all that. That's headed down our way, guys. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, the final few months of 2021 are here. Everybody, we're getting there. We're getting to the winter months here. Uh, and that means the holidays are approaching. Make sure your home is safe and warm mm -hmm. this season. Thanks to Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York. Mm -hmm. The Goodman furnaces are now in stock. That's Ooh. right. You you just heard it here Right here, right now. The Goodman Furnaces are now in stock. Goodman furn Furnaces are not only made in America, but they are also the perfect blend of efficiency and dependability for wherever you may live. Don't forget to clean out your air filters before your friends and family visit this season. That's right. That's good find, out about, find out about ways to purify the air in your home mm -hmm. and to adjust your air filters before the big holiday season. By connecting with Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York, visit them on 6th Avenue in Troy, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., or call them at 518-272-5922. That's 518-272-5922. Whether it's George, Tom, Kev, or James, the crew there will offer you the best recommendations for this season. Call them today to get the best advice on how to prepare your home for the snowy days, the snowy, the ugly, the dark all that, the ice, all that deal. And to change your boilers or furnace, call Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York at 518-272-5922. Or leave them a comment on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Let them know that you, you were recommended to them by us. That's right. Check them out. Johnstone Supply in Troy. Uh, give them a ring. Again, I got my furnace going and stuff like that. <laughs> I love that Johnstone Supply is there to take care of me, too, and keep my family safe. That's what I, I like most, most about them and, and, uh, and the most important thing during the wintertime. So I, I run the, the wood stove. I got the, the, the furnace and everything, too. Um, so Johnstone Supply, we love having them aboard. Jamie Noble. 
says she's here with the show with us now we just had an interview with That's her right. and now she is enjoying and enjoying us with here with you know dolls out there with the show it's a pleasure having here Mixing now on the up. other side too as well uh she said at the said the beginning of the year teams who have been not great for the last few years are shaking it up i remember even that comment that True. she had on our live show yep. before she had brought that she, up we vouch for that right That's there. That's right. Yeah, and they are. And, and it, it makes it a lot more interesting and, and, and definitely uh, <laughs> definitely shakes definitely hard to do our picks. And, and <laughs> you, want, you want to talk about the picks, Joe. The picks competition competition is it's real fierce. This, this year again. again it's fierce. So Joe still got the lead. I mean, I just can't get him. I'm just far behind, and Joe keeps just getting there, and I just can't make it. But there's a lot of time left over, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of games. And a lot of weeks, and we got that extra week now, so that gives me that extra bit too. But if you guys don't know, hey, I never you know, had an extra week. What the I heck? know, I get that extra one now. And then again, if it stays close, we just could go into the playoffs. Who knows? But if you guys haven't yet, we do a picks competition amongst ourselves. Now, this yes. is a football-shaped uh, glass here or, or a container. Loser who does not win the picks competition has to drink alcohol out of this thing uh for our last show or show before that uh of this season it's a lot of fun uh joe has done it the last couple of years and stuff but i'm getting primed ready this could be a lot of fun i know joe doesn't want me to work the board and everything and stuff i might have I some crazy graphics going on and and things like that but you know it'll be a lot of fun either way so make sure you guys uh sit tight for that and tune in for that uh but picks competition is getting real joe so let's uh go to our picks mike Mike uh, Tackett posted his picks earlier. Yeah, let me see if uh, I can why don't you grab take that. Take a look at that. Um, unless I can bring it up here on Restream. I got um, it right here. All right, so let's go. Let's go one by one instead of reading them all off here. That's so right. uh, the New England Patriots at the Atlanta Falcons. I thought I didn't pick the Falcons last week, but for some reason I uh, I thought about it a little too long, and I still went with the Cowboys. You know, I can't yeah. stand the Cowboys, but the Atlanta Falcons just never showed up to that one either. I know no. they had injuries though too, and, and things like that. But man, just yeah. nothing. Cause, cause I mean, here's the thing too, is a couple of things that kind of played into that, that, that factor for the Atlanta offense is Cordero Patterson who has been a sneaky kind of like up and coming player. Like we all know him from, you know, he's been around to a bunch of different teams. He hasn't really caught on on any offense. Teams are struggling to find, you know, plays and what works best for him to get him on the field and keep him on the field. Uh, but it seems like Atlanta has figured it out. They figured the equation out. Whatever it is, and when he's on the field, that's when this offense kind of takes off. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it hasn't been guys like Calvin Ridley. You know, even though he hasn't been there, it's been Patterson who's been really catapulting this offense, and they figured out a way. However, he ended up leaving the game early that that game. Mm -hmm. He's going to be missing some time, and I I feel like that Atlanta offense kind of got derailed after that point. Uh, going up against the Cowboys, which are in a tight. Uh, uh, a type of game where it was not only kind of like a must win for them to kind of get back on track, but it was a statement game. They're like, mm -hmm. hey, listen, we're not going to be pushed around. Last week we got pushed around and got, got beat up. This week, it's not happening. We're not going to let Atlanta beat us. Mm -hmm. And they made a statement uh, and, and just took over the game. I mean, it was like offensive points galore. Uh, Atlanta's defense couldn't do anything to stop them, and they just didn't have any answers. Absolutely. And when I talk about making statements, the Patriots, I think, have been doing that lately, too, to where a lot of people still have had questions about Mac Jones. They're like, oh, they're a dink and dunk offense. They don't ever throw it deep. Yeah, let's see it when the Owen gets a tough defense and what they're going to do, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Thing. Bill Belichick has got that defense. You want, We talked about the, the Buffalo Bills and their number one ranked defense. 
the Patriots are right there too in uh, points against too, uh, and ranked at number two. So right there right. with them, and then yardage number six. So they still that get, got that Bill Belichick defense going on. Plus they have all their a lot of their veteran players back that they didn't have last season. And Mac Jones week by week is getting better, and it's getting scarier for some people because they are making statements every week too and putting the points up on people. And I feel sorry for the Atlanta Falcons here. They're going to be able to play in that beautiful stadium that I like there in Atlanta. <laughs> but I feel bad there because the New England Patriots, they're going to be timed up, ready to take advantage of these guys again, like with the injuries that they had had. Uh, I like the New England Patriots in this one. I like the Patriots, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I really don't. Every time there's been a primetime game where we kind of thought, oh, this is a landslide. This is definitely a shoe and win. We've, we've been surprised. And, and just like last week, you know, Baltimore-Miami. I kind of figured Baltimore was going to trounce Miami, but it ended up being the other direction in Miami overcoming Baltimore. So uh, I for primetime games, there's just a special type of atmosphere for these teams that, that just kind of, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like something in the air. These these teams that aren't expected to win, they end up not just just being tough. They be, they're, they're tough to beat, you know, in primetime. So I got the Patriots against Atlanta, uh, and, and – I'll, I'll say this. We kind of called it with Mac Jones, everybody. Just saying. You know, football on the know, we we've been on the coattails of Mac Jones since the draft and saying that if it was possible, if it happened where Mac Jones ended up in New England, that would be their franchise quarterback. And that, and in his rookie year, he would not only fit this offense to a T, but he would excel. And we're seeing it. Yeah, we got, we got a few every now and then. Uh, so there we go. Now next we've got the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Here the Buffalo Bills at home against the Colts. Colts are one of those teams there that are up and down with me too. I'm not sure how Carson Wentz is going to be able to play. Like we know Jonathan Taylor, uh, like we said, are there and they're able to play uh, tough uh, and get that running game going. But I think if they are not able to mm-hmm. to run because that Bills defense, you saw what they just did this last week. They woke up. Um, that's what happened. They Ooh. woke up this and week. And the thing is, too, like I wanted to bring this and they up played maybe the with Jets. Jamie. But, uh, yeah. But one thing uh, maybe some people don't notice so much about the Bills, too, is they are ranked, I think, first or second. I think first in turnovers, too, as well, in getting turnovers. They've got 15 turnovers so far this season. I mean, they are balling out on defense, and that only helps that scary offense already as well. So that will help them out here, too. So, this is a bloodthirsty defense. If they can just plug up that run a little bit and pressure Carson Wentz, he's bound to make mistakes against this defense. And this is and this is the the game plan. This is what it is every week against the Colts. You have to stop Jonathan Taylor. That's it. That's what their offense runs on. If Jonathan Taylor gets slowed up or or even just stopped, then that's the end of the Colts offense. You know, Carson Wentz when when you put all that pressure on his shoulders to try to make something happen, he gets into it, he get he makes poor decisions. He he gets turnovers that way, and then it puts the the Colts team on on their heels. Uh, so Buffalo Bills at home, very tough place to play. Uh, Buffalo Bills all the way. All right, uh, Bills. Paul Paul says Bills. What is uh? What is Mike Tackett's uh, Mike got Tackett. the Patriots in the first one, he's got the and he's got the Bills in the second. He's got one. the Bills in the second one. I've got the Bills too. But I mean, it's well. gonna be this is gonna be a tough game for the Colts to show up and, and kind of. Listen, we all know that the Colts are kind of still in that divisional race. Mm-hmm. It's a long way to go because the Tennessee Titans are 8-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, So they can't afford to lose, but I'm sorry, Colts. Uh, I think this is another loss for you. Jamie Buffalo. Noble says, we get angry. Yeah, 
that's right. Very emotional, she says. So there you go. And that's that's the uh, the Buffalo Bills defense. So let's look at the uh, Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. and the Chicago Bears here, Joe. Um, Chicago trying to figure out what they're doing. Uh, Justin Fields, I think, getting more comfortable every week, trying to mm-hmm. get it going for them. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy trying to save his job. Uh, and <laughs> the Baltimore no Ravens, There's they're no another team, Nagy. too, as well. I talked about this last week, and I, I – you know, and this is where I'm fooled now again because you saw how they played against the, uh, the 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 Dolphins, and I said maybe like a team like the the Ravens, they've shown me that they've been in some tight games, but it's the t- teams that are able to play those tight games and pull out and fight, 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 and get through it and make those wins. I think that's the type of team that's going to go further into the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl possibly. And this team again has another tight game against. Like a, like a team, like you said, a lot of people didn't pick to to even win that game. No. And they didn't get enough to get it done, actually, either as well. So now I'm on the fence again with these guys. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, this is kind of their bounce-back game for me. Uh, yeah, they struggled against Miami. But that's a divisional opponent. Those things happen in those divisional games. Just when you think it's like a landslide one way, it's gonna go the it's gonna go the opposite, especially being in primetime games. You never know what to expect for, with those. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, they've already done it a couple times this season where they've had to fight back and win it in the end, and they've come out on top. This just wasn't one of them. They just couldn't get back into the game and couldn't find a way to to get that W. Chicago Bears are kind of in flux a little bit. Uh, they got Justin Fields. He's still learning week to week, but he looks like he's progressing. He looks like he's he's getting it now. Uh, and they get back another big weapon for them in the run game is David Montgomery is now healthy once again. That's definitely a big relief for Chicago. And their, their defense, I've kind of been disappointed in their defense this year. I thought it was going to be somewhat close to where they were before when they made their playoff run, where that defense kind of controlled games and would allow their offense – ample opportunities to to put points on the board i'm not seeing that this this year uh at all uh, i don't know if it's age i don't know if it's i don't know what it is but there's something up in chicago it's not looking good i got baltimore going into chicago and getting a win all right there we go he's got baltimore uh paul maddie's in the house he's got baltimore who was mike have mike he's got baltimore. ravens he's got the ravens too as well um, I'm going to go with the Ravens here, here as well. So even though Chicago, I think, even does step up a bit when they play at home, they get a little more amped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, like you said, want uh, I see Baltimore bouncing back from this one. Now the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns. Joe, it was funny about this one here. when we Last week, uh, we both had the, the Steelers. Uh, but then you know, Big Ben comes up with the, he's going to be out with COVID. So Joe's like, hey, let's, let's switch it up here to the, the, the Lions. I'm sure they're going to be able to. Do something against mm-hmm. here, and neither team could win that game. How about no. that? Ends up ending it's a tie. In a tie. It's an official tie. So Again. that game is a wash. So nobody gets the win. The, the the Lions could not just get a win even in a game you know that what, did it, not have Big Ben. <laughs> uh, but it's not a loss though. So they did not lose. It's not a loss. Game. So that's a positive. So but. my thing is for that stat though, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a loss, but it's not a win either. You know, I so think, so at the end of the year, let's just say, mm-hmm, for example, mm-hmm. they go they go winless, right? Mm-hmm. But they have that one tie. Does that one tie make them better than the the zero and sixteen Cleveland Browns? Mm. Just because they have that tie, they didn't have a technically a loss. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. so. <laughs> I just I think clarification so. I need. That because. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Because I mean, you're there. You got a tie. It's not a full loss. Right. But I think now too, like everybody's saying, we should get rid of ties. I know even they said about Najee Harris. They didn't even know ties existed. Blah blah. Which you know, I've heard about football players not even watching football and mm-hmm. know some of the rules. Yeah. Um, but. I think maybe now, if you want to keep the ties, then maybe we go to a point system much like the hockey, like how hockey does. And if you get a tie, that's still an amount of points. You get a certain amount of points for a win, and the 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 um, the standings are judged by points and not just wins losses. No, nah, I don't like that. No, no, I don't like the point system. That's for hockey. That's not for football. If you want to get rid of the ties, then have a have a kicker kickoff. Right. Let's just do that. Let's make right? it interesting, almost like a shootout for hockey, mm-hmm. but make it interesting. You start at the 50, kick what a 50 about You set up your offense at the 10-yard line, and then you just do a shootout. One play, one play on either side. You get the score, you don't. You get the, That's you a don't, lot you know. of guys moving around. But it's a lot of fun, though. Imagine mm. that, just one play, see what happens. I think the NFL wants to get it, away from adding time. But it would be the, a lot of walking back and forth, yeah. though, too, unless you just set the two kickers <laughs> up on either end. Yeah, and you just kick, kick. So camera one, camera I, two, camera I, one, camera I think, two. I think that would be better, and it just keeps going 10 yards back at a rip. Yeah. 50, hmm. 60, and then 70, which would be really hard to get, but it's possible. Yeah. Yep. But with no rush. Yeah. It's just straight up let the kicker kick it, just like it was, you know, just like warm-up kicks. Yeah. Yeah. What does Mike Tackett here say here? It says, says you play to win the game. Oh, there you go. There it is. You play to win the game. Oh, no, Mike Tackett also said, I and didn't I even know, know you could tie. you could tie in the NFC. Yeah. In the NFL. NFL. Yeah. That's what that's what that's what he said. Yeah. And you can. Like, and it's funny because some of these people too. What again, it is like said, is watch football they if they're not playing. You get one overtime quarter, and if it doesn't if it ends in a tie, both teams have had ample opportunity to have the ball, and if it doesn't go anywhere and time expires, that's it. It's a tie. Yeah. So, all right, so uh, now we've gotten to that whole thing, but let's actually talk Detroit about the Cleveland. game that's happening. Detroit and Cleveland. I think Cleveland uh, has an opportunity to, to to win here against the Detroit Lions because, again, they can't get out of their own way. Uh, but Baker Mayfield, again, coming out with that contusion again. Now, this guy is Guy's getting stop battered and bruised. He needs it. Exactly. Stop playing. I was saying to my wife again, and she's a nurse practitioner, she – when I start to ask her even about some of these injuries because she knows what they are, so I'm like, "What the hell is this? Now, what is that?" Blah blah. And she's just like, "That guy's trying to play still." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. He's dumb. He's trying to win for this." But I think they would be good with Case Keenum. They won with Case Keenum before. Yeah, because they can do it. They can put him in right now. They yeah. can feel confident putting Case Keenum against the Detroit Lions and still pull out a win. I'm saying right now, this week especially, watch for Case Keenum to be the starter, not Baker Mayfield. It just has to happen right now. Baker Mayfield is so beat up. He even said in a press conference uh, past couple of days that he was like, yeah, I'm just beat up. Well, if you're admitting it to the press, you're beat up. You need to stop playing for the betterment of your team. Stop trying to be the tough guy and trying to push forward and, and trying to barely throw a football. Just sit the fuck down. Sit down. That's right. That's Trump right, Donald. Says Trump says sit down, too. So, uh, I mean, I mean, so that's the, either I way – Honestly, I think Case Keenum gives him a better shot at winning. Mm-hmm. I think, I think so he's too. a more efficient quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think last week not having Nick Chubb and stuff was a big problem for them too. Again, I look uh, for him to return this week. To return in this week again off of the COVID list, stuff like that. Even if they have Case Keenum, I, I just like their chances here. I like the Cleveland Browns. I'm sure Joe Detroit, does too. Detroit, Paulie listen. Likes it. I, I, I will say this. Detroit, listen. This is by no means. Sit down. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're not picking against you because. 
we, we don't think you're a competitive team. That's one thing they have. Uh, they can put a feather in their cap about. They're, every week, week uh, to week, they're definitely competitive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cleveland That's and great. Cleveland. I mean, they they uh, fight to be competitive. I like it. Well, I mean, well, they, they, do. No, they, they are again, competitive. They are. That's they what are. I'm saying. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. Not a, they're not a losing team where they're, yeah. like, just not involved, not even close in the games. Mm-hmm. They're right there. They just can't get the, get the W in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, I'll, I'll say this. Cleveland has the best running back uh, backfield in the NFL. Uh, you know, Dearness Johnson oh, as yeah. your third string mm-hmm. running back, mm-hmm. who could start for anybody else looking for a running back, Houston, mm-hmm. maybe one of your – 14 running backs that you signed in free agency. This guy should have been the guy you should have traded for. Um, but, uh, you know, when Kareem Hunt gets back and, and they get this full-fledged arsenal going in the backfield, they're tough to stop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you got the Cleveland Browns, too, I'm sure, as well, right? Yes, yes sir. All right, now talking about Houston. Um, Mike Tackett also picks the, the Browns. The oh, yeah. All right, how many points are the Lions getting? Uh, I didn't look at it. They're getting the 27 you know and a half Are they? because they're going to need it. Is that true or is no. that just false? Bro, I just made that up. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe one of you, you guys that's can. that's honest? I'm sorry, but 27? Guys, Mike Tackett should be on that. He's he's good on all that stuff. Me, I'm trying to run a board here in, in graphics. and uh, I don't do lines. And I can't do all that stuff while I'm trying to do there. So one of our know-it-alls, let us know it out Maybe there. Maybe some so people do lines in the bathroom. Let us know what the, the line is. And again, and yeah, I, like when, when Joe and I do picks, we do straight up and stuff like that. I know a lot of people, when we talk about spreads and all that stuff, they get into that. I'm not a big gambler. I don't really do all that. I know there are people that are. They ask me for advice on some of them, and I help them out sometimes and stuff. But... But, yeah, I don't usually follow the lines, too, especially. Houston, Tennessee. All right. Tennessee Titans, they've been playing really well, uh, and they've been able to do it on uh, in the passing game and just playing a good, good overall and defensively, too, as well, without Derrick Henry. And that's the one thing this team really needed to do. It really needed to show that they can win without their best player out there and, and still be able to produce and, and win some of these games that they should be winning. Um, so it's great that they can get it going, stay 8-2 and two without their star there, too, as well. I know they're done with, with, with Julio Jones and stuff, but I think they – I don't think he's been a super-duper factor, though. For oh, he's been injured. Here. He's, so, he's out. And he, he was getting injured. I called it last last season when he was with the, the Atlanta Falcons that he was going to take a turn for the worst. And it looks like that is, is happening now for him. I mean, this I mean, is no – it just no, happens because he's getting older. This is this is no, uh, no surprise. No surprise. I mean, Julio yeah. Jones throughout the course of his – his career has been injured every single season, just about. Mm-hmm. So now you face a Houston uh, uh, Texans team again. That's just not 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 a winner in any means. They're trying to get things going, trying to feel it out <laughs> what they have. Uh, here you go, per Vegas, Mike Tackett's on it. He says Browns are eleven and a half point favorites right there. Uh, Paul Matty says he's taking the Titans in this one. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans here as well. I think it's pretty. <laughs> I mean, for the Houston. Again, Texans. now you want to talk about craziness. Now, if the Houston, the Houston Astros, they should Whoa. use the Houston Astros because they cheat to win. So you might as well put the Astros in there to play. But if the, the Texans can pull out this win, then my mind is freaking blown. <laughs> well, for the one organization in the in the in this NFL that has managed to dismantle <laughs> their team prior to the season starting and during, I mean, it's going to be hard to pick the Texans. So. Uh, yeah, definitely Tennessee Titans. They're on a roll, even though they don't have Derrick Henry. They got, hey, I mean, they got like a running back by committee approach right now, and it seems to be working, you know. Uh, they've, they've been kind of let, letting Ryan Tannehill throw the ball a little bit more, but utilizing Adrian Peterson and Jer- Jeremy Nichols and, you know, 
and everybody that they have at their disposal, it seems to be working in Tennessee, and and, and they're still rolling on. So Tennessee's defense, I got to give them credit because I'm going to tell you right now, before the season started, I wasn't too confident uh, in in this t- Titans defense. They've managed to mature and get better every single week this season, and it looks like maybe the defense at the moment is the strongest part of this team and, and is helping carry them down the stretch. Tennessee Titans all the way. That escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah, they did. Because we saw them play the Jets, and then the Jets got their first win against them. So we were like, wow, this defense really is that bad. And but real they quick, to Mike. step up and then get that pass rush going. Mike Tackett has also picked the Titans. He's taking the Titans well. Uh, remember the Titans. And now on that spread, you know what? They, they do that tricky like that. They do that 11 and a half out there because they want you to say they can win by 13. Well, maybe I'll go with this one. I mean, if but, they, listen, for 11 I don't know. and a half, I think that's I would too take much. Detroit. I'm going to take Detroit. I would one. take Detroit because they're getting 11 they and a half. By 10. And I would take Detroit because I feel like they're going to be, they're gonna, they should be within ten. I feel like yeah. by the end of the game. Right, right, right. So that, exactly. So I would actually go against the spread on that one. I would take Detroit in that one. Not would, fooling me, Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so next up, we've got the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings here. Uh, rivalry game. These guys play yeah. tough. You know, um, Aaron Jones still banged up and stuff. I don't know if he's going to be able to be uh, no, go to he won't play. Be there. No, um, he's going to miss one to two weeks. Guys that are banged up, you know, did not practice this week. This week. Uh, David Whit- Bakhtiari didn't practice this week either. No, I mean he's still out. Whitney mm-hmm. Whitney Merciless is done for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. A, a lot. There's been a lot of injuries on the Packers mm-hmm. side, but I feel like they're going to still be able to sustain what they got going for them. Their defense is playing way better. Their offense. They got Aaron Rodgers back. That's a huge, you know, uh, you know. Um, a huge, huge uh, position for them at the quarterback position for them. He runs that team. Like, there's no doubt about it. Without Rodgers, we've seen it. It gets pretty ugly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Packers coming to town in Minnesota. Division rivals. This is where the Green Bay Packers, in my mind, kind of stretch that lead by a game. Uh, They're going to go into Minnesota, and I feel like they're going to win. They got Aaron freaking Rodgers. I mean, come on. The way the Green Bay has been playing, the Vikings – Vikings have been up and down throughout the season. I feel like this is going to be, listen, they, they surprised us last week and they beat the Chargers. This week, I think they come back down to earth and Green Bay takes the win. Yeah, even though they're at home, again, like you said, I think Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, they just got uh, more firepower, So surprisingly, because yeah. we, we know what they, they have offensively for the, the, the Vikings. Like you see Adam Thielen, see Justin Jefferson, things like that, Dalvin Cook. But for some reason, again, it just seems like they don't really get it going. I mean, I think Dalvin Cook will still get his yards and, and get some of that, but um, I just see Aaron freaking Rodgers here again. If he can make that play, driving the team down, even if it's a close game, he's going to get you those points and get you that win. Definitely. So and right. and listen, you know, just they're not going to have Aaron Jones for a week or two. Mm-hmm. However, they have another the running AJ back Dillon. by AJ Dillon, mm-hmm. who's a powerhouse mm-hmm. uh, type of running back. The guy is going to de- deliver some punishment to the Vikings. So yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. That's that should be a good game. You know, inner division should be a good game to watch. But Green Bay definitely comes up top. Mike Tackett. He's, he's probably he goes got, the pack. He's got the pack. I'm he's sure. got, yeah, the pack, he's got the pack. I'm sure. There you go. He's All right, the next guy. up, Joe, we've got the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. This is the game of the week, everybody. Is it? No, I'm joking. But yeah, You know I'm who's sure starting it for the Jets, right? Yeah. Our man, Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco. That's right. Flacco, my God, he's knocked out again. You know what I mean? Got, How got, is this guy still playing? I mean, I'm he, amazed at the fact that he that teams actually still signed him. Yeah, guy's got a he had a bad AJ neck injury. AJ Quadzilla Dylan right there is my jacket. Yes, he he's got a bad neck issue. 
Mm-hmm. And, and the Jets still sign him. That's got to be concerning. I mean, if this guy manages to take a hard hit, which I feel like he's going to uh, against, uh, you know, with an offensive line that's basically like Swiss cheese at the moment, and you got the Dolphins coming to town that put on down a huge display defensively last week against Baltimore, I'd be a little worried. I will massacre you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it might be that. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, uh, you know, we've seen Joe Flacco be the safe bet. Like last week he came in for a little bit and, you know, had some easy completions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, overall in his career it has really shown you that he's not an elite quarterback. He won a Super Bowl, but, you know, that was his best year ever that he had had. Uh, and he's played with the Jets before and with the Eagles and uh, and, and jumped on these different teams, the, 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 the Denver Broncos, and couldn't even keep – a, a, a job there I, and the, the fact that they brought him in later like you would have thought they would have brought like that veteran presence we talked about it before the season started that was one of our biggest questions for the Jets why don't they have a veteran presence here yeah. to help yep. um, to help Zach, you know, Wilson. Zach Wilson too as well to get him going we, and, but the thing is we said maybe it shouldn't be though Jack Joe Flacco because he wasn't willing to help Drew Locke or anything or anybody in in Denver either because he still feels himself sees himself as a starter and a great quarterback and Sue as well so he's going to take this opportunity for all he can here but just overall the Jets just aren't a good team offensively defensively they just don't have it and that's the thing that Robert Sala especially out here I don't know about you guys uh, Mike Tackett down for you guys in Florida if you guys get a lot of that news out here what you hear but up in New York um Sal is getting a lot of crap right now for how they've been playing, especially yeah. defensively. And he's gone out. And the funny thing is that he's like, well, I'm not the defensive coordinator. I got to control this. No, you're not. But you you're are not, a defensive you mind. You were that defensive mind. That's why they brought you in here. You had the excitement when you were that defensive coordinator for the the – the, the San Francisco 49ers, and you're not really even bringing that on the sidelines here. I mean, D'Amico Ryans looks like so far he's came in and with that defense on the 49ers is keeping it rolling for them while you're gone. Mm-hmm. So what does that make you look like right now? And to where the fact now out here, I don't know, you guys have heard it, but I know on uh, the WFAN, the fan out here, Rex Ryan was out there, and he is pissed because people in the beginning of the season had, had put him next to Robert Sala, and they're like, Oh, this is great for the Jets. He's like Rex Ryan without the other bullshit and the bad things about Rex Ryan. And Rex Ryan gets out there. He's like, this guy is nothing like me. What is his resume looking like towards mine? He is super pissed about this. Robert Sala hears about it, and he says, all right, he knows where I am. Tell him to come see me. Oh, yeah? All right, so we're already talking about it. They were talking about because Robert Sala's brothers took up for Robert Sala. So we're trying to pit up the Sala brothers versus the Ryan brothers. Tag team matchup. Let's see it. WWE, you got to bring that on. But I got solid brothers. Right? I want to see it, though, either way. Because, you know, you know how much solid brothers, they got that. But, you know, I'm seeing Rex Ryan and, and, and his brother. Uh, chairs, table chairs, and ladder match. Like, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? No holds barred. But the Jets don't have enough. Like you said, uh, Miami, hopefully they feed off of that win against the Buffalo or against the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, we saw the difference how that team even looked when Tua got back in the game. We were just saying, Jacoby Brissett, before he even got his little injury, you got to get him out of here. And Tua needed to come in. He came in in the second half of that game and it helped solidify that game right there. And we like the Miami Dolphins in this one. Yeah, Miami all the way on this one. Listen, Jets, uh, this is where we kind of question your decision-making. You're starting Joe Flacco, who is at the tail end of his career, who's holding on. To that, that in that entitlement of I'm still a quarterback. I can still play. I don't want to retire yet. However, 
if I'm the Jets, why not play Mike White here? He struggled, don't get me wrong, last week, but why not Why not keep playing him? He's got to de- further develop. Mm-hmm. See what you got either way. Still you know, like Joe support. Flacco to me is not the answer. It's so, like what I, I, the coach that I feel like, like he gives us our best chance to win. I feel like whoever gives you your best chance to win, it's got to be Mike White, not Flacco. Flacco, you know what he is. Mm-hmm. He's the third string emergency quarterback, and that's not right yet. So, All right, here we go. Next up, Joe, New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you got in this one? I, I honestly, I don't like what the Saints are doing lately. Uh, they don't have Alvin Kamara this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like they're going to struggle without him. Their offense isn't really that impressive. They have, they really don't have any uh, wide receiver options that are proven. Mm-hmm. They don't have, if they don't have Alvin Kamara. However, they do have Mark Ingram that they managed to get in a trade uh, before the trade deadline. Who's going to be the starter? Don't get me wrong. He, he's, he's definitely a tough, hard-nosed type of running back who will get them yards. However, he doesn't give them that explosion. Uh, so for me, they're traveling to Philly. It's a little colder now in Philly. I don't know how New Orleans is going to, you know, how's that going to sit well with them? Uh, going into Philly, I th- I got the Eagles in this one. I I definitely expect the Eagles with jo- with. Uh, <laughs> what? It's uh, so cold here. Dick my fault. Jalen Hurts. Uh, at quarterback with his kind of creativity. That's what Simeon's going to say, right? Jalen Hurts with his creativity and, and, and the Eagles with their young receivers kind of coming on, you know, the last couple of weeks. I, I like the Eagles in right, this one. And, you know, it's sad to say for me, too. Uh, uh, Paul Matty says, uh, he goes, uh, the Eagles pulled off. I, I missed, uh, I forgot Mike Tackett here. He says, who fell off faster, Joe Flacco or Bortles? Super Bowl aside, uh, what's uh, Unibrow done? Yeah, and that's what we we just said. Like, kind of Flacco had that good year enough to get them that win, but also, I mean, wasn't that the lights out Super Bowl too, where the power went out like during the half, and it was like a tale of the two different sides in that Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't it remember. was yeah, it was the Ravens versus the 49ers. It looked like it was like all Niners, I think, and then the Ravens came back, and um, I think that was when even Joe Flacco was on the sidelines. It looked like he was trying to step out and possibly trip the guy, on, I think, on that re- punt return or kickoff return, too, as well, like at, at the end of the game or something. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was it was a shady game altogether. It was a close one. So if they don't win that game, then, I mean, Joe Flacco's career altogether is even on a worse uh, spectrum, you know, coming out of that one. And maybe, I tell you what, if you look at Joe Flacco and then Colin Kaepernick in the same light in that game, that could have just swayed or, or t- tilt, tilted the uh, the scales on either one of their careers. Say Colin Kaepernick comes up with the win in that game. His his career could have maybe even took a different step. We didn't know Probably not. after that, just after what was going on with the race issue and all that other stuff. But who knows? I mean, for at least for some, from some aspect. Just but. so everybody knows, the Vegas line for this game, the, the oh, Saints and the Eagles, game. is only one and a half. Yeah. That's how close they're expecting this game to be. So it could go literally either way. Right. Yeah. And then unfortunately, like I said, I like to. I'm going to pick the Eagles in this one, even even though I don't want to, because I hate the Eagles. But right now, they're they're pl- playing pretty well. And the, just the, basically, this the New Orleans Saints aren't. They're too injured. You know, I don't think their quarterback can get it done. It's just not enough. So I like the Eagles here at home. All right. Washington football team pulls out a stunning win last week. Now they get to go face the Carolina Panthers, who end up getting a win last week with Cam Newton. Cam Newton comes back and says, I'm back. Oh, man, here you go. 
Yeah, at least you were better than P.J. Walker. Congratulations, and you were able to win last week. That's great. That's cool. Uh, as far as back, yeah, you're back in the NFL right now, but oh, as far as MVP status and all that stuff, yeah, I don't think so. You know, I mean, you did enough to get a win, which I understand it, uh, and you're going to be playing uh, a pretty easy team here too, and you should be able to take them here at home. So coming back, seeing Washington again, Ron Rivera, um, I think he's going to be able to still to uh, dismantle this uh, Washington defense. I like the Carolina Panthers in this one. Yeah, I, and here's what I'll say about this is that Washington's missing two of their premier pass rushers and two of the best pass rushers, in, you know, at, at their young stage of their careers. Uh, don't have that. I'm really not sure how much of a pass rush they'll be able to generate without blitzing. And for Carolina to get Cam Newton, yeah, I agree. He's not going to be MVP status. However, he's going to give them a really good chance to win games mm -hmm. with Sam Darnold not being around. Right. Uh, P.J. Walker, simply not the answer, and they've kind of – they know that now. Mm -hmm. They've tested him out enough to be like, oh, okay, this guy's not going to win us games. We need to move on and get someone. They bring in Cam Newton, and how funny is it that this all worked out, right? Like, Cam Newton – Gets dismissed by the Patriots. He's out there, either the free agent. Nobody signs him. He's like, oh, maybe I'll just, I'll sit back and wait my, you know, until a quarterback goes down or something. And it's none other than his old team, the Carolina Panthers, where that, ha what that happens to. And you're like, oh, this is easy. Wow. It's got to be Cam, right? You, I mean, you, you mentioned it like, uh, you know. The we, night before the, the it night all before went down. It. Isn't that funny? And it, and, and it kind of, it made all the sense in the world it because it's like, well, if they don't have Darnold, who could they bring in? And who's available? Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a guy that's – and I think he fits this offense really well because Matt Rule and the, and the kind of offensive game plan that they install every week, they're able to manipulate every single week some plays in and out uh, to fit whoever is that quarterback. Mm -hmm. Sam Darnold came in. Obviously, he's not a very mobile guy. He's that pocket passer kind of guy. He has a little bit of wheels on him. But he's not seen as that running, you know, style of quarterback. But now that they have Cam Newton, I feel like this opens up the playbook more for them because now they might be able to do even more RPOs with them, little misleading, you know, uh, emotions that they, that they have installed. And Cam Newton, this this is gonna play out well for him. So I like what I see in Carolina right now. Could this? What the funny thing is, is imagine if Cam comes back and actually brings them back into this division race. You know what I mean? Uh, and then into the playoffs, the that could be pretty crazy. But, yeah, Washington, with the, how weak their defense is, I'm not sold on Washington, even though they beat Tampa in one week. Uh, Carolina has got to get this win at home. Yeah, yeah, and I feel the same way again. It's a perfect timing for them. They've suffered a couple losses that they probably shouldn't have had. Cam comes in right at the right time. So, and, real and quick. It is a, a, a great story for them. Yeah, real quick, uh, Mike Tackett, he had – yeah, did we say the Dolphins? Did he? Did we call that pick for him? Yeah, I think yeah, he said think he got so. Dolphins, Saints, Panthers, and then I'm just gonna say right now, real he's quick, going the Saints. next the next game he's got is the Niners. He's got the Niners. All right, here we go. Um, San Fran and Jacksonville. Point of Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. You know, Jacksonville Jaguars. They're still really not very good. They had some great stories. I think that defense is helping them out, but still offensively, they're just a, a mess altogether. Um, still learning their ways here. But San Francisco, I think the way they're playing, especially with their defense and, and getting it going and um, creating turnovers, and uh, they, if they're you know able to run the ball on these guys, it just makes it easier for Jimmy G to, to make some plays happen here. Um, 
I like I like uh, the San Francisco 49ers in this one as well. I'm going to go with Mike Tackett. I think that that's what you're going to get to see this week because now it's another it's another opponent that they should beat. And it seems like against a really tough opponent in the Rams, they were they managed to get back on track offensively and defensively. And now that you're playing the Jaguars, there's no excuse if you lose this game. You got to come out, run the ball, right. use the play action with Jimmy G and, and, and you know, and, and execute your offense like it should be. Uh, defensively for the Niners, I feel like they're going to feast. Mm-hmm. They're going to have another big game against an opponent that is still kind of learning their ways, just like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But there's one bright spot there in this offense that doesn't get enough credit. That's Jamal Agnew uh, at wide receiver. A guy like, look, listen, we, we saw, as soon as we saw, everybody saw uh, DJ Chark go down and out for, this, out for the season, everyone's like, well, who's going to step up next? This kid, Jamal Agnew, came out of nowhere and has slowly but surely every single week made a name for himself and is proving to everybody that he belongs on the football field and belongs to be a starter for this team. So Trevor Lawrence establishing some chemistry with him, and it looks like it's, it's, it's developing and evolving into something bigger for the upcoming season as well. Uh, but, yeah, I got the Niners. You know, one thing I really liked last week with the San Francisco 49ers, what they did too is – uh, Debo Samuel has been a big player for them, not only in the, uh, the wide receiver position and catching the ball, but they were able to utilize him in the run game a lot last week, and that, I think, was a fresh look, and that's why I think helped drive it against the uh, the Rams, too, as well, because I don't think they really were expecting some of that, and they had some big chunk plays with him on the running. And that's what's funny about that is that that's part of their offense. Last year they did that a lot with Debo, so I'm surprised that the Rams were kind of taken back by those plays when – that's been in the Rolodex of playbook, you know, in their plays that, you know, and why they were surprised. It doesn't make sense to me why the Rams weren't prepared. Mm-hmm. It fe- to me, it feels like their defense, for one, wasn't prepared to play the Niners offense, which is kind of funny, right? You know, they play each other twice a year. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, let's see what they can do Keep going forward. Like they should win this game. There should be no excuse to lose this one. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I just want to take a real time real quick to let you guys know about our friends here at Paul Perry <laughs> Kitchens, too, as well. One of the sponsors. You see the sponsor reel going down to everybody in the corner. We love all of our sponsors out there. But Paul Perry Kitchens, they just joined on a few weeks ago. And they got everything. They've got two buildings right there on Freeman's Ridge Road. They, one handles all your kitchen cabinets and bathroom needs, whatever you want. Design a kitchen. Designers will go in there and take care of you. Talk to Paul himself. He's out there. Um, you got um, Rebecca in there too as well. You can talk to her, get you get stuff going. You want to redo the the bathroom, the the kitchen of your dreams. They'll get put you put where you need to get put. But then also, if you're redoing your bathroom while you're there, you can pretty much go right across the street. They got this other place too where they handle not only your dream closet too. You want you got wives out there that want a walk-in closet, custom closet. You go to these guys too. They'll take care of you. They'll design that as well. Talk to my buddy Chris Bulan over there, and they'll get you going. But they also do shower glass doors and things like that as well and it's not even just the aspect of just handling the bathrooms of well, while you're there you get your bathroom design you go there get your shower doors but they have also stuff with the home improvements there laying around too you got a banged up screen oh my screen's ripped too oh they got the material to fix that now too oh actually my kids broke a window but it's expensive to go call the people to go replace the window they can replace your broken window right there too they've got the glass there they just you know custom cut it for you get you stay taken care of too so 
Paul Perry Kitchen's right there on Freeman's Bridge Road. Uh, they'll do everything to take care of your kitchen cabinet, your bathroom, your shower, and your closet needs now. That's right. Go check them out there on Freeman's Road, Bridge Road, paulperrykitchens.com. All right, so now it's uh, looking to the next game where we brought about before Mike Guerrero. Do it again, Mike Guerrero. So I can't throw my tongue that much. Mike <laughs> I can't do Guerrero. it right now. <laughs> I can't do it. You anyway, almost did it. You got it. You got Mike it. Guerrero. I can't do it. Whatever. I tried. <laughs> I can never do that. You know, but anyways, 38 to 17, I think you said. Vegas Raiders. I think Vegas, you said they've that. been dealing with injuries here again and uh, and again and problems on off the field too. I think maybe they've been been part of this team too as well. We know about the John Gruden, we know about Ruggs, um Arnett just time and time again. Arnett didn't um, affect this team whatsoever. Yeah, I know. I hear you. But, I mean, there's more things into the, the news and stuff like that. Let's, let's look at the negative about this team. Um, the Ra Raiders are at home. It's a good t time to bounce back because, again, I think they just get hyped up for those road games. I thought this game was um, going to be in Cincinnati. but It I guess says it's it. In it's, it's in Vegas again. They get another oh, home game. Okay. Uh, the Bengals have been really slipping and sliding, though. I mean, they've been struggling. Uh, so... This is going to be a tighter game. Mm -hmm. I would like to say I'm going to go with your Raiders, but you know what? I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals because I need to get one of these games back. Hopefully I can. And I want to see them bounce back because they've been struggling, having a lot of turnovers here. Uh, I think um, I looked at all the overall turnover leaders, and I think um, Joe Burrow has been one, part of them too as well. I like to see them get Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase back on board and, and get this team rolling. So I want to see him bounce back against the, uh, the Vegas Raiders team that's kind of just struggling right now at this point. Uh, one thing about this game is it really comes down to their defense at this point. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, teams have been showing that they are a little bit vulnerable for the Raiders in stopping the run. That's really what this game is going to come down to. If the Raiders can stop the run, then the Raiders win this game. But... I don't have a whole lot of confidence in them because even though they've seen time and time again, they saw in the with it going up against the Giants, all they did was run the ball, and they couldn't and they couldn't stop. They couldn't find a, a way to stop it. And then the Chiefs, yeah, I understand they were kind of dinking and dunking underneath the, mm -hmm. the coverage, but when they ran the ball, they got gaping, mm -hmm. you know, gains. So uh, it's hard for me to pick the Raiders, even though they're home. I I I think until I see them be able to stop the run. Uh, I feel like this, this team is going to continue struggle. Now, however, the other side of that, too, is if Deshaun Jackson is on the football field a lot more than he was last week, which it should, it looks like it should happen, um, that's going to help evolve and open up this offense back to the way it was when Ruggs was there. So uh, that could also play a factor, too. But I got Cincinnati until Vegas oh, proves so otherwise. I can't try and get a game on you here. You're going Cincinnati as well, too. All right, here we go. we got the Dallas Cowboys. This has got to be the game of the week here that everybody's looking at. Uh, it's probably the best matchup out of all of them that Mike, we're looking at here. Uh, yeah, Mike Tech had also picked the Bengals. He picked the Bengals, too? All right, that's good. Paul, Paul, Matty, what do you got out there? Let us know. Uh, Jamie, if you're out there, too, let us know. Play along. Uh, anybody else out there, too, that you guys are watching out there, play along with us. Throw your picks out there. It's fun. You know, we don't keep track of everything and stuff like that, but it's a lot of fun to to, to, to discuss it. But you guys right. can keep track at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep track, keep track, track of See how you're doing. Keep track of your, your wins and losses, and then maybe by the end of the year, let's see how everybody does. Yeah, let's have a fun. All right, now Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody's saying the Chiefs are back. Here they go. Defense, yeah, they're playing a bit better. Uh, they're a bit opportunistic, I think, in, in some of the plays that have been happening. Um, and the offense, again, they took what the Raiders gave them. So I wouldn't get crazy again. They took what they gave them. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys, they made a statement game last week, too. Mm -hmm. Um this is going to be, I think, a really close game. 
It is in Kansas City. Uh, I, I don't know. I think if they put Trayvon Diggs on uh, Tyreek Hill and they don't do a double team on him, I think Tyreek Hill is going to just eat all day long on Trayvon Diggs. I don't think so. Cowboys defense is going to play mostly zone defense, and they're going to cap it off just like these other teams that are playing cover two. The Cowboys can play cover two and do it well with their safeties in the backfield. That's been the recipe to beat the Chiefs. I feel like the Chiefs are going to be limited, and I'm not really buying this Chiefs defense at all. Listen, they've been a, a sieve all the way up to the point of them playing the Raiders. What's changed now? They play one game, and everyone's like, oh, they're Super Bowl contenders again. I'm not buying it. Dallas Cowboys, listen, they are one of the better offenses in this league, and they're extremely tough to stop. I don't know what the status is on Tyron Smith, if he comes back this week or not, but he's been out the past couple of weeks, and they've still been able to put points on the board. Good luck, Chiefs, on stopping not one, two. Now you got three receivers to contend with that you got to try to stop. I don't see it happening. Cowboys with Dak Prescott and this offense, they are going to rack up points. At the very least, this game is going to be high scoring. I feel like if the Chiefs are able to figure out the Cowboys' defense and, and, and attack it like they did the Raiders, which I feel like it's definitely going to be tougher for them, that's the only way I see the Chiefs staying in this game. However, I got the Cowboys going into Kansas City and getting a W from the Chiefs. Again, just to be different, I think, on this one, I'm going to go with the Chiefs on here because, again, I want the Dallas Cowboys to lose. And uh, not that I exactly believe in the Chiefs. I think it'll be um, a little closer of nah. the game. But I, I think I'm just going to go with the Chiefs to try and make it different here and hopefully steal a win out. All right. Uh, now the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Cardinals have been playing with Colt McCoy and, and things and, and having that injury with with uh, Kyler Murray and, and DeAndre Hopkins and and they got a win out of it but then they also lost like poorly mm -hmm. uh, last week and uh, Seattle they have not looking so hot even too and Russell Wilson coming back still maybe doesn't look all 100% right after that that broken thumb that he had here uh, Seattle does tend to play better when they're at home right. but this is a tough Arizona team and uh, is Kyler Murray cleared to play this week because that's a big factor if you don't have him then I, I think I'm going to go with the, the Seattle Seahawks on this one. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really confident in the Seahawks, though, just because the Arizona team still has a lot of playmakers. I, th I feel like with Russell Wilson back for the Seattle Seahawks, that it definitely gives them a way better chance oh, of absolutely. winning. And that's been the guy that they've been missing. Without him, they struggle big time. We've already seen it. You know, Geno Smith is not going to get you many games, if any, uh, to get the, in that win column. Arizona Cardinals are in a little bit different thing. They're still waiting for the quarterback to come back. It sounds like he's tracking towards starting with Kyler Murray coming back for them. If that's the case, it's Arizona all day. If Kyler Murray isn't there, I'm going with Seattle uh, because Colt McCoy has shown, he's shown that he can handle it. But when it comes down to where he's got to take over games, he's the backup for a reason. He's not going to get you that win like last week. Uh, so, that's my stipulation. If Kyler's starting, it's Cardinals. If he's not, I'm going Seattle. I'm going to do the same thing here with you on this one as well. All right, next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Chargers here. What do you got for this one, Joe? Why is this a primetime game? I don't know. That's my question. They should have pulled it out and put the Dallas. I think, yeah, that's right the one that I would put. I would flex the game Wait, right now and put Cowboys and Chiefs. Did they stop it's, doing no, that? No, they didn't stop doing it. Like, How come they haven't been? Because they usually do it towards the latter part of the season when they got the playoff races involved, yeah. where, we, where it makes it a little bit more interesting at night. 
Uh, but this is a terrible primetime game, first of all. Uh, but, yeah, Steelers defense, really good defense. However, I'm not liking their offense. It seems to be one-dimensional. If Najee Harris isn't able to run, that's the end of their offense. They got nothing. Uh, and, and the Chargers, they look to have a bounce-back game right now. Um, they, they got a little, I wouldn't say upset, but I feel like it's a game they could have won and they just didn't get it done. Uh, now it's prime time under the lights in L.A. I got to go with Chargers here. I, I just feel like this could be their bounce back game. They get right back into that AFC West race and uh, the Steelers fall further down. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm feeling the same way, too, uh, with you as well. Uh, Steelers, again, is offensively can't get it going here. The, the Chargers haven't been really good on defense either as well, except for, I'd say, again, Derwin James doing what he does. But besides that, not very impressive. And I think that's one of the, the differences with this team this year. Uh, and then also, I haven't heard a lot of their running game either. You know what I mean? They usually can try and keep it going. Austin Eckler doing some things for them. But it's been a lot on Justin Herbert and what he's able to do for this team and trying to uplift them. But Keenan Allen's been banged up a little bit. We don't know where Mike Williams is. Have we seen Mike Williams? He should be on my milk carton maybe too. <laughs> where is be. Mike Williams? Yeah, that'll be a good candidate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe like, next week. We'll see what happens he, this He'll week. be my ultimate milk jug or something like that. He's just, <laughs> he's just listen, I don't know. He's a gallon of milk. Yeah, missing. a gallon of milk just gone. Where is it? You know, I don't know. But uh, but I like what you're saying too yeah. as well. And despite even um, when you when – you, you see these games, so you react to them. You know what it's like. We see it with the Los Angeles Rams and now the Los Angeles Chargers. Feels like the world's kind of ending with some of the losses that they've had. But overall, if you look at their their record, they're still quite like kind of in this thing. So I think the Chargers can kind of right the ship here against the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Uh, I think they can get it get it done here at home. And the other thing too is it, it, Austin Eckler lights. has been a super big part of this offense. He doesn't run a lot. Now, he's more of that. I mean, he can, but he's more of a guy that's, like, balanced. They throw to him just as much as they hand the ball off to him, and he's been doing very well for them. He's actually been one of the bright spots with Keenan Allen being banged up to kind of help this offense. But Herbert can't do it alone. Like you mentioned, Mike Williams has got to step up. He's got to be that guy that can be the, the, the besides, um, I think his last name is Guyton. Uh, for the Chargers, besides him kind of trying to take on a, a, a heavier role, Mike Williams has got to be that next guy to like be the the next kind of Keenan Allen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's got to be the next guy in line to take over for whenever Keenan Allen moves on into the sunset and retires. And so far, we've seen him early on this season be like, holy crap, this guy's catching on. This guy is legit to what the fuck happened to him? Where is he? I haven't seen him on the stat sheet. I don't know what's going on. So hopefully maybe this could be a coming out party a little bit for, for Mike Williams. Uh, it is under the lights because, and that's the other thing too, is I wanted to mention that, is that the Steelers, we're right now we're saying, okay, Chargers all the way. But Pittsburgh, they're one of those teams that I could see because it's in primetime elements, they kind of show up for these, really these type nice. of games. Mm -hmm. So this could be a lot closer of a game than we're anticipating. Right, right, absolutely. Now, finally, the Monday night matchup everybody's looking forward to. The New York Giants coming off a bye week to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who never showed up last week, really. This, they looked yeah, terrible. Right? But um, I would like to say if Tampa Bay did not lay an egg last week, mm -hmm. I would say the Giants have a chance here because the way they've been playing. But off of a bye week, I can definitely see even the Giants getting a little more lethargic than they have been before. 
and uh, I'd say Tampa Bay bounces back this week um, in this one. But I would like the Giants to put up a great effort against this team, which mm-hmm. I think they still can. Um, but I just don't think uh, the way with the situation, the way it's going, I think Tampa Bay is able to get it done. Real quick uh, recap from Mike Tackett. He goes Chiefs, Cardinals, and Steelers. Chiefs, Cardinals, and, and Steelers. There you go. See, he's got a lot different here, but. We'll see what happens. Sometimes it works for him. Sometimes it doesn't. I think last week he had only had five wins, think, so that yeah. was pretty rough. A lot of, I but mean, it, you know what's, you know what's crazy is, is like we are all on fire in the beginning of the season. Oh yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we all are. Like, like if you wins, if you like. were to compare our record to all these experts and these analysts, I can almost guarantee you that we have a better record than they do. Yeah, and, I think I can even. And even play. then, now that we're in the mid part of the season. We're starting to struggle a little bit with with getting a lot of these wins because teams are surprising the hell out of us uh, week to week now. Uh, so any given Sunday, there's another upset or two or three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this game right now, Giants at Tampa. Why is this a primetime game? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we could definitely have picked a different game for this one, like maybe Green Bay, Minnesota. You know, uh, yeah, it's Tampa, Tampa Brady. Brady. Well, put it this way. Let's put it in perspective here, Joe. I'm yeah. looking at ESPN right now. ESPN okay. picks. All right. Their leader right now in picks is uh, Rutledge. What's her first name? Something. Some. Don't something, know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll pay attention. to. By the way, you Rutledge. guys, Joe and I don't really watch ESPN and all these other no. guys because a lot of it's crap talk. So we don't get and you know it from them. But basically, Ruth Rutledge is in the lead right now, unless it's there's these other guys I don't see ever. Graziano, but I know she's there with 97 wins. All right, she has 97 wins. Let's look at the picks competition again, right? Let's look at this. Yeah. There you go. Already, I'm losing, and I have one more win than she has, and Joe is crushing her with a 102. So there you go. This is where it's at. So, Joe, <laughs> what do you got here for Monday night? I mean, it's hard to pick against Tampa Bay right now. They got embarrassed against Washington. You know that Tom Brady's going to have these guys ready to go, especially being at home, under the lights. There's a lot. You know, I mean, this is, this has definitely got to be like a comeback game for them, a bounce back uh, type of game. It's a, And it's an opponent that they should beat. However... We've seen Washington beat Tampa Bay this past week. We've all, and I will say this. That's what gives me hope, I think, a little bit, because we should have beat Washington. But here's the thing, is I feel the Giants are better than Washington. Yeah. And not just defensively, but offensively they are better. Despite the shortcomings of Daniel Jones, despite the shortcomings of the offensive line that they have, and the fact that they've been beat up and injured, I still think this might be closer than people anticipate. This is by no means will be a blowout. But, uh, yeah, I'm going Tampa. That's the thing, too, because the Giants played them hard last week or last year. and uh, they, they almost won. Game, and they almost won that game, yep. too, as well. And that was a healthier Tampa yeah, Bay Buccaneers Yeah, absolutely. Team. And, uh, and again, and that's what I hope for. And it's, so it sucks is, with this is because some of these games, I can actually get some wins against you because it's my team. But that's how bad I feel about my team and how I don't have faith in them and what they're able to do. Well, that's that why I picked against them. That's why I picked the Bengals. Yeah, I because know, right? I don't have faith in them stopping mm-hmm. the run. Mm-hmm. So for the Raiders, like I'm just like, well, the last couple of weeks I've just seen teams run the ball at will. Why? Why would Joe Mixon and the Bengals be any different right now? Mm-hmm. It's got to be their game plan, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I know, like I said, if I lose in a pick, but the Giants win, I'm still happy because overall it's the okay. Giants will win. It's okay. All right. Uh, shout out to Jamal Adams. Now has as many career interceptions as Vince Wilfork. There you go. <laughs> Mike Dackett <laughs> dropping some more stuff. 
Hey, with, with three. There you yes. go. Way to go. Oh, Put Mike. them in that same, uh, uh, what do they call it? Put that same company. Those guys in the same company. It's a beautiful, a beautiful company and to be part of. And to finish off Mike Tackett's picks, he also picks the Buccaneers. He picks the Bucks too, as well. There you go. Uh, so that's, his, uh, there that's you our have picks it. for the week. That's our show for the week. That's it. It was jam-packed. We still made it to the two hours. Thank you so much for everybody joining us here. Everybody on YouTube, thank you for subscribing. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Let you know whenever we go live. Uh, thank you to uh, Lady Bills, the super fan from the Buffalo Bills, too, for joining us and giving us that peek inside of uh, super fans. And the, the Being a super fan. Uh, the associations or yeah, the, the groups cool. that are part of it there where you have to actually get nominated yeah. and picked to be part of them. And then you can actually get I had no idea the, the, the Hall of Fame and invited to things mm -hmm. like that. So there's mm -hmm. different tiers where that involves and, and things. And it's cool to to dive in on that part of, of the game. Absolutely. And, and we had a, a lot of fun with Jamie Noble, a.k.a. Lady Bills. Hey, guys, if you have anything to donate, Absolutely. Uh, they are they are raising funds for some for another tragedy that has happened. Shout for uh, a cause is the thing. Shout out for a cause. Uh, go over to Lady Bills, the group. Uh, you can reach her. Uh, if you if you have anything to donate like merchandise. And she she let me know also. You doesn't have to be Buffalo Bills related. It could be anything. It could be an you know an autographed football from the Giants or or uh, you know a plaque of the Raiders or whatever. Uh, they're just looking to try to help raise funds for a person that uh, has gone. He he left the game, left the Bills game, and ended up getting jumped with his five year old kid. You know, yeah, buy him, terrible. which is kind of messed up. It, and now he's sad if it is Jaguar. Yeah. Fans, like, now, now he's now he's in the hospital and he needs help, you know, you know, financially, obviously, because of the medical bills. It ain't cheap. Uh, so make sure you reach out to Lady Bills, her group. You can uh, let her know what you're do uh, donating a range of time or whatever or sent, ship it to her. Whatever you guys got. Any any kind of donation is 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 much appreciated. But thank you, Jamie, for joining us here on Football on the Know. It's been awesome. Thank you all, know-it-alls. Listen, really appreciate the support, but we're going to ask a little bit more of you. Uh, make sure you like, comment, share everything that's out there. Also, people on the, on podcasts, make sure you encourage your friends, family members to follow us on any podcasting platform. We're out there. We're trying to grow this football community up as well as YouTube and, and Facebook. But hit us up. We respond. We are the ultimate interactive football talk show out there for you guys. We are here for you. Return the favor and be here for us. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you to Stephen Murray, our voice actor garage guy. And uh, down Monday for the music, too, in our intro. Thank you so much for them. And bottom line, after all this, maybe one thing you have learned when you go to a, uh, a live football game, have fun and don't be a dick. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Join us next week from 8 till 10 Wednesday night for more football on the know with Jim and Joe.